So welcome back to the Iced Coffee Hour uh, with Graham Jack and we got Financial Education Jeremy. Now, for those that don't know you, you got a YouTube channel, it's called Financial Education, and then you have Financial Education 2. Yep. So we're going to be going into some of your background, but also in this episode, we're going to be talking about the stock market, how you got started, how you built your wealth pretty significantly, I would say, over the last few years, uh, doing YouTube full-time, what you think is a good investment right now. We're going to be talking about the, the Rony Rona situation. <laughs> Holy smokers, yeah. this ain't no jokers, Rony uh, Rona. Some of the, the worst investments you've made, some of the best investments you've made, uh, whether or not it's worth it to go to college. What what else am I forgetting? Gambling. Oh, yeah, gambling. How Graham always wins and oh, you always lose. I know, it's amazing. It's going to be an exciting mixer. episode. Is there anything else I missed that, we, that we're going to be talking about today? I, uh, there's a lot more than that, but... I think that's the sum of it. <laughs> so yeah, so you guys are hurts. For, we're going to talk about hurts. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about hurts. So it's going to be a really interesting episode. But mm-hmm. uh, first, let's start with this. Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour, folks. Holy smoke, is this ain't no jokers? I am on the podcast with uh, Mr. Jack over here and Mr. Graham Stephan. Uh, thank you for having me. And I made sure I had to troll a little <laughs> bit. I had to troll a little bit. Let me just say, first off, I'm not a fan of Starbucks anymore. They wrote Jerry instead of Jeremy. Come on, man. <laughs> Jerry. Come on. Six dollars for this, and you can't spell my name. You spent right. six dollars on that? Did you really? I'm, almost something like that. Like five seventy-five. Yeah, it's that's insane. It's it's a vanilla latte for anyone who's not aware. <laughs> Twenty cents. It, this is stronger than that. It's, it's all cream. Really, they only give you that much coffee. The rest is ice, and then the rest of it is cream. Uh, yeah, and imagine if I invested that six dollars and got just a ten percent return. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so anyway, for those who are not aware, you run one of the largest stock trading channels on YouTube. Really? Uh, yeah, I would prefer yeah. to say stock investing, but it's, it's stock okay. market investing. Yeah, okay. so financial education, my main channel, and then I have the second channel, financial education too. And uh, yeah, we just talk about stock market investing all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, you know, uh, I love it. That's what I love to talk about. Yeah, so. but you didn't start off with that. Correct. You started yeah. off with with uh, real estate photography, was it? Yeah. So yeah. I started out with a real estate photography business in terms of like my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. And then How old were you? I was 25. Okay. Yeah, 25. Um, and I was just like, I was bored. I didn't have that many clients. You know, you like start a business, you don't have that many customers. And then I was like, I got to do something. So I had this little GoPro camera and I was like, I'm going to put this on the tripod and start recording some videos. It was like super wide angle. And uh, that got me on the YouTube journey. And I remember that. I remember it's fun, by the way. Uh, you're going to hate this. You go to your channel and then yeah. you sort videos by oldest. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's like a hundred <laughs> videos with like just one minute videos. Yeah, yeah, they're all like one minute videos. What is a checking yeah. account? What yeah. is a savings account? And that's how you got started on YouTube. Yep. And, and I've always decided to keep those videos up so just like people can see the journey on like, you know, where I started. Because I, I remember looking when I started on YouTube, I remember like yeah. looking at, at like past videos of big YouTubers and being like, wow, they were like, you know, they, they were at this place. And I always hated when like some of the big YouTubers would delete their old videos because it's like it's like motivation. It's like, wow, they were they were nobody. They and they grew a following. And it's like it's amazing. Yeah, so, that's yeah. fun. So so you were doing real estate photography and then YouTube for fun. YouTube, yeah. Okay. You weren't making any money from YouTube back then. No. The first oh, yeah. year, pretty much, I didn't. I mean, I made hundreds of videos yeah. in that first year and didn't make hardly anything. I think the I think the first time I got a YouTube check was at least probably 10 months into the, my journey. Hmm. And that was probably 200 videos in at that point. 
Um, so yeah, it, it was it was like, am I wasting time here? Like, what what's going on? And then finally, it started to click. And I remember that first like YouTube check, which was like like literally like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like all the money in the world because I was like, whoa, I actually made money from YouTube. What? No. <laughs> you didn't want to do it for money. You wanted to do it just for fun. Well, I always knew you could make money. So I was like, if we get to that place, like that's going to be awesome. But, you know, if we don't, we don't. I'm like, the worst case scenario is I put out a ton of videos, a ton of content, Mm -hmm. and it helps out hopefully people and just understanding like uh, basic financial stuff. And I was a little afraid to go stock market, even though that was always like my main passion. I was always kind of a little afraid to go there because I didn't know like what the laws were. Like, were you allowed to? Because when I started, there weren't like any big stock market channels. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like, can I legally talk about my opinion on Apple stock? Like, is that like allowed? Am I going to get in trouble for that? Like, I really like had these thoughts. And so I was really afraid to go there. And I didn't start going there until the end of that first year. And that's when my channel started to take off. Once I started getting into stock market investing, Mm -hmm. stocks I was buying, everything really started to change for me. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, this is exactly what I want to do. But you were still doing real estate photography at the time. Like, how were you making the bulk of your money back? Real estate photography. Okay. Yeah. Real estate marketing, like videos for homes. I was doing like drone videos before like drone videos were a thing. Um, There were some high-end properties. I mean, this 2015, 2016. Like, most... Most realtors were not using drones to market at that time other than maybe like LA and stuff. Mm-hmm. But out in Vegas, it wasn't like a big thing yet. So I kind of like hopped on that wave before like other people knew it was a thing. And that's how I like drove that initial business. People were like, whoa, you you fly around a drone. And it was DJI just came mm-hmm. out with like the DJI yeah. Phantom 3. And uh, yeah, and now that, that's what actually helped that business out. And that's what paid the bills. And that's what got me through to keep doing YouTube essentially. Because I think if I honestly would have started working a normal job again, I probably would have quit. Yeah. But you were taking all that money and then what? Just putting it in the stock market back then? At that time, yeah. Well, paying bills. One, you know, I had uh, one of my children at that time. I had just gotten married. So I was at that time with the real estate, I was mostly using that money to pay bills, fund the YouTube business. And then, uh, yeah, try to invest a little bit here and there. So. Mm -hmm. And then when did you start getting really heavy into the stock market? Because this is what bringing you on today yeah. we're going to be talking stocks so 2008 yeah. 2009 is when i started researching stocks started investing and i started investing heavily once i started working at qt mm-hmm. which was we have to go back to like 2010 for that 2010 2011 and uh yeah that's when i started really investing a lot as far as youtube you know i started really talking more about stocks in about 2017 that's when i started feeling mm-hmm. comfortable to put myself out there and that's a whole that's a whole other thing there when you start talking about stocks because stocks move up and down every day. Mm-hmm. So you have to really have thick skin because if all of a sudden you talk about I'm going to buy, you know, uh Tesla stock today yeah. and Tesla stock the next day goes down 3%, everybody's like, "Oh, you're so stupid. You should have waited to buy Tesla stock," yeah. you know. It's a, it's a tough I get so nervous. Anytime yeah. I post a video on the stock market, Jack knows. I'm telling him, like, if Monday is green, we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. If it's not green, my whole video is ruined. Really? Or yeah. I have to get them out the same day because I know if, if people watch it the next day and something yeah. different happens, it's like, yeah. there's the video. I've made, I've planned out whole videos like that yeah. where I've got, like, ready to post, but something changes, like, I can't post anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like all this, uh, you know, talk about a stock market collapse. The next day, the Dow goes up a thousand points. It's like, <laughs> oh, what did I do here? Yeah. <laughs> so you you built your channel though on on just very basic videos. I remember yeah. seeing them back then because you and I were you started right before me. Yeah, and we were neck and neck. I remember oh, yeah. watching your subscriber count. You hit fifty thousand before I think almost anybody else did. 
You were one of the first channels yeah. to hit 50,000 subscribers. Yeah, no, that was a finance ma- channel. Yeah, finance yeah. channels. No, and I know you, you know, we spoke about this many times. You said, like, I was an inspiration back then yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. And now I look at you as an inspiration because <laughs> you've shown the whole space, like, what's really capable of. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't think I would be at the level I'm at without you because you've opened up mm. my mind to what's possible on YouTube. Clickbait. <laughs> oh, gosh. Clickbait. Edit and, that and out. Edit that Explosions out. Explosions and thumbnails. And crazy thumbnails. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people are really like. It's funny to watch everyone else do the <laughs> thumbnails. One of these days, it's not going to work anymore because yeah. everyone is doing it, and then you have to go back to something else. Like a monotone person. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, yes. in all yeah. seriousness, yeah. You've, been, you've been a huge like inspiration for me, oh, and cool. I think... You know, for anybody in the space, just realizing what's possible, like it's not just like a super niche thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the type of view counts you pull in. These are this is like big for any YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. not just like, oh, it's big for finance space. Uh, It is. It's an exciting time, man, for the whole space. It really is. It's so exciting. It really is. So so you're doing now coming up from all of that. You're just doing YouTube full time. Yeah, you made the switch. When did you make the switch to decide? Like, listen, it's my my real estate yeah. business. That was the beginning of eighteen, I think twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. if I recall. Um, I was starting to think toward the end of twenty seventeen. I was like, I was doing the real estate marketing business, and that at that time was pretty much bringing in just as much money as YouTube. Mm-hmm. But the YouTube numbers were increasing so dramatically that I was starting to realize, like. The, the time I was putting into attracting new real estate marketing clients, uh, keeping those ones that it just, it was a really poor ROI mm. compared to what, you know, where I was going with YouTube. Like it was clear people wanted, like for instance, I remember being on, this happened several times, like on real estate marketing jobs, like doing videos or photos or talking with, you know, realtors or whatever. And something super important happened in the market and being out on a job, taking mm-hmm. pictures mm. or doing a video or whatever, or conversating and just being like, I need to be home like recording this video right now. Yeah. And and I was just like, this is crazy. Like I am literally like not making a wise financial decision by staying with this. Um, and so I dropped the business. You know, I talked to a lot of people about it, and I, including my mom. She's Did like, no, don't it? let it go. No, I just dropped it. I, I was just kind of like, whatever, I'll just let it go. I sent out a mass email to all my customers, and I was like, you know, I'm going to- Like and subscribe? <laughs> no, I don't even know. I think I was Please still- subscribe, dude, yeah. It's funny. I think I was still a little embarrassed about YouTube, so I don't think I told them what I was doing. I, you know, because it's like it was like that that thing, like because you know people are going to be like, "Are you crazy? Wait, yeah. you're going to drop a legitimate business over here to do YouTube?" Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I think a lot of people still don't understand, like you know, there's money to be made on YouTube and social media and all these things. It's not just like followers don't mean anything, you know? So yeah, it's true. I didn't, I, I was embarrassed when I started doing YouTube. I really? still, I have not like on my, my personal Facebook, I would say is where I have like all my friends from like high school, middle okay. school that I'd never once talked about on YouTube wow. on Facebook. Yeah. Never once. Never told them like, hey, they have a yeah. channel. Go subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Because I was so embarrassed. Yep. I, was, I was like, what if someone clicks on one of my video and there's like 10 dislikes on it or people yes. are mean in the comments. Yeah. They're like, well, it was grand doing <laughs> I just, I was so embarrassed. So I never, I never yep. told anybody. I, I, I totally yeah. sympathize. Yeah. Same thing here. I didn't even tell my family most of the time. And I remember back then I'd be embarrassed to like record. So I would wait for like my wife to go to bed oh, to like even record yeah. videos or like if she was out or something like that, you know, 
know, and like close the door and like record <laughs> yeah. a YouTube video because it's like it's a it's a it's a weird thing, man. So yeah. I remember that the whole stage, and now I'm like people like you know because you know I have workers and different people that you know come to the office and they think like they got to get out of the room. I'm like, dude, I literally could film in front of a hundred thousand people. I can't do that. It doesn't matter. Like I can't, I can't do that. I, oh, I, really? I tell I tell my girlfriend like you got to put on, you got to close the door. Yeah, got to put on those noise canceling headphones, and I'm gonna film. And, and like, <laughs> and if and if I hear like walking around here, yeah. I stop. What? I freeze. I freeze. Wow. I, just, I don't say, I mess up what I talk. Okay. And uh, sometimes I'll repeat the same thing over and over. Yeah. Again. It's just, I'm, I'm just embarrassed. Right? <laughs> so now, now you're just basically we're, we're, you're making YouTube videos and trading stocks is full time right now. Yeah. What is what Investing. is it like for you to make money in the stock market right now? Uh, is, very easy. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you know, there's days, you know, recently where I'm like, you know, it's like 50k, 80k, 100k. Like, it's been really easy to make money lately. I don't mm-hmm. think this is gonna last forever, and I don't mean to jump ahead to, you know, because I know we're still talking about YouTube jury and stuff like that. But uh, right now, you know, the market's just been hot, man. It's like the last two and a half months, it's been crazy. It's just been up. Are you a straight line down since December overall? Because I, let's no. say January. So, so you're way positive. So. Way positive. Yeah. Yeah, way positive. I mean, it's like... You what know, do you attribute that to? Uh, one, Well, a lot of different stocks have helped me out, but Tesla's the main one. Okay. I think I'm up over 300% on Tesla wow. right now in the, yeah. in the public count. So that one alone is how like... Many, how many Tesla shares do you have? In that account, 150. Okay. I think in total, I don't know the exact number, probably around 300. Okay. So. Gotcha. Now you have the public account. That's the one that I see you post all the time on Instagram. Yeah. The, the the public account just reaches yeah. all time high. Remember when yeah. it hit like three something? Yeah, you're like it's it's all time high. Yeah. Now it's at what, how much is in the public uh, account? I think over six hundred. Yeah, six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Do you contribute? regularly to that account or is that purely just you're growing it with stocks i contribute to it when the market's down big or there's a you know a specific opportunity in the market that's huge where i'm like i gotta funnel money in unfortunately since the market's been going up i've hardly funneled any money in so the gains lately have just been coming from every stock pretty much i own in that account going up i mean heck even carnival cruise line's been going up lately i mean that one bottomed out at like eight and i think it's over 20 now yeah you know <laughs> so it's it's been incredible uh yeah the, the gains have been insane the last few months so yeah the public and then what's the private account how do we so i what's, what's in that yeah so i have private what's accounts that? they pretty much mirror the same stocks like if i owe if i buy a stock in the public account i'm probably buying in my private accounts as okay. well now how impressive though is a private account because i don't even know this like <laughs> is, it, is it over a million it's got to be over a million you know i would ha- i would tell you but i would have to uh own your youtube channel after it's gotta that it's got to be over a million bucks <laughs> if you give me the graham stefan show I'll, I'll show you what's in it okay it's got to be a bu- so, but but don't you don't you show what's in the private account to the people who no. Join the membership. No, you don't. They, they, but they can see every position in the public account, every single move I make, anytime I buy, sell yeah. a share, and they know about any move uh, I make before I even make it. So I'm like, hey guys, I'm gonna probably buy this stock tomorrow, or I'm gonna sell you know this stock. What would stock. be really funny for you to do? This would be sneaky of you to do. In the public account, you buy everything, yeah. and then in the private account, you're shorting. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you buy Carnival Cruise yeah. fifteen, and then you you short the equivalent. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Wow, wow is all I got to say. Wow, that would be a very unprofitable endeavor, considering like the majority of my stocks are up. But yeah, that would be hilarious. That would be a money losing right, no, proposition. I'm joking. I'm joking. So your private account is really just. Just that's that's your investment portfolio. Yeah, that, that's to, to and I have I have multiple private accounts too. Yeah. I have my main private account. Why do you why, why are you call so, private accounts? Why was to say like because because account? for the 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 stock market yeah. group the public yeah. account 
so they know this is public to you. You get to see every single move I make in that account. Buy, sell, everything's documented. Uh, cost basis, you get to see literally yeah. screenshots of the account. Whereas uh, private account, it's just more for like privacy. Like I'm kind of mm-hmm. weird about privacy. Like I like, I like, you know, you people, don't like people knowing like your exactly. network. Like and I stuff. don't, I don't share really anything about my family. Like you, you know, you don't see my kids in my videos or or even on Instagram for the most part. And that's where you'd likely see stuff. I don't mm-hmm. share my wife. I I believe like although I'm out there, I still like have some boundaries with privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I. I understand like a lot of people in social media, they don't care. They're like, just post everything for me. I'm just like this boundaries. I said, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not yeah. willing to go that far. Well, why, why, why is that account off limits? Whereas the other one, the other one, how I started yeah. that was basically, so everybody in the private group could see me build an account. Yeah. Like how I, how I build a portfolio and how I make moves, how I actually like buy and hold. Like I'm not just like mm-hmm. trading in and out of these stocks every day. And so it's like it was a new account when I started. Like, we how much was in it? Like a couple thousand bucks. Like, you know, it's brand at six hundred thousand. Yeah, six hundred thousand. Yep. But you've been buying. Yeah. How much have yeah. you put in since six hundred thousand? I don't know because we're up like two hundred k right now um, in paper profits. But also, we took profits in eighteen. We took profits in nineteen. I think in nineteen oh, okay. we took thirty. I want to say like 30K in profits. I can't remember the specific number. Mm. So it's, it's hard to, you know, I would say at least half the money in there was deposited though. So you're about 100% in three years. I would say so, yeah. I mean, Fidelity calculates us at, I can pull it up right now if you guys really want. Yeah, I can pull yeah, it up yeah. right now in the, I just got to make sure you guys don't see the private account uh, numbers. <laughs> I, want, I want to know what's in Yeah, I want to know too. <laughs> it's going to be some weird that, stuff, I'm sure. So That's, the reason you hide it is just to, to hide your net worth from people. You don't want people knowing. I think it's more fun that way, honestly. You I think it's more it really fun. I, I, I do. I, my guess is there's got to be close to one and a half to two million. That's your guess. guess? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, you know what? So I'm going to guess two million dollars. So uh, the public account's at 584 right okay. now. Uh, and it looks like on Friday we made $5,411. One year rate of return 74.58%. So we've done pretty good. But the huge dip tore us up. Like, look at that, yeah. that downward mm-hmm. move. And then look at how it's just gone, you know, crazy since. Whoa. But yeah. Now that's led a lot by Tesla. Because a seeing lot. it increase that much. Yeah, as I far see, I think yeah, Tesla. I mean, Tesla's up, you know, over 300% in that account. It's, um,. Let me look at Tesla here. Yeah, 300, 311%. We're up 106,000 on so Tesla there. Let me ask you this because yes. while we're talking about Tesla, is it too late to invest in Tesla? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I got to say, if you're a long term investor, I don't think it's too late because I, you know, I personally believe it's going to be a two, three thousand dollar stock in the future if I, you know, over the next five years or so. But at the same time, if you're, if you're trying to do a short-term move around it, I just don't think it's the right stock to do it around. Um, it's too volatile. It's almost like it's one of those stocks that very few come along, kind of like an Amazon, an Apple, a Google, where you just buy it and you just hold it, man. You just throw it in the filing cabinet. You try not to look at the stock price. It's good, you know, if it's at 500 a year from now or 2,000, you try not to make judgments off that. It's one of those you just buy and you forget about it. Don't man. you think a lot of people think the same thing that like Tesla is going to be the next, you know, Amazon or whatever, and they're all piling into it now with that expectation? Yeah. And don't you think that's maybe influenced the price rate? Because yeah. part of me looks at the, co- the company and like yep. this maybe like four or 500 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm. but you but it might never get there because people just have so much faith in the company that it's never going to hit what it's I think kind of valued at. 
Well, you know, with, with these special opportunities, they really just trade, you know, way ahead of themselves, like years in advance. Amazon's done that since the beginning of time, you know, since when that one went public in the 90s. It's always traded way ahead of the market because a lot of investors just look at it and they're like, it's just the future. And obviously, it's it's now as well when it comes to Amazon, and that's why that one's at a one point three trillion dollar market cap right now. Amazon, because if you're trying to base Amazon off of what they're doing today, there's no way a one point three trillion dollar valuation makes sense for Amazon today. But when you base it off of what they're doing in five years, it might be a steal. So, and that and that goes for a lot of these great companies. You know, there was there's been a lot of times where Apple's been way overvalued. And there's been times where it's been undervalued. Uh, so, you know, sometimes these long-term investments, you have to throw it in the filing yeah, cabinet. That's been the hard part with me with stocks over real estate. Because real estate, I feel like there's a very definitive range of value. And, it's, and yeah. it's very easy to buy it purposely undervalued. Whereas stocks, it's like this is what it's trading at and you have no clue if it's ever going to go down. Or people yeah. just continually get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can t- fully understand that. I mean... I feel like some of these stocks, like a Tesla, you have to view it in the in the sense of of buying a real estate property. Whereas you, if you buy a real estate property across the street from you today, you're not thinking about oh, I got to sell out if it goes up, you know, one uh, percent tomorrow or mm-hmm. something like that. You're you're focused on what is that property going to generate me over you know year in year out for the next number of years. And so I feel like some of these, a lot of stocks in general, I should, I should put it that way, you just got to kind of view the same way. Like, what is this business going to likely do over the next five, 10 years? What am I going to likely see? What's the downside risk? What's kind of the worst case scenario with this? And I think you've got to view it very similar to real estate rather than view it as these arbitrary numbers that are jumping around each day. Mm-hmm. So is that why you call it investing rather than trading? A hundred percent. Yeah, you caught on to that. Yeah, because trading, it, it's really a mentality of got to get in, got to get out, got to mm-hmm. try time this, get boom, 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 boom. And you're making moves all over the place. Whereas investing, it's more like I've looked into this asset. I fully understand it on a very high level and I understand the valuation and I likely understand where it's going over the next five, 10 years because I've researched it so in depth that I understand it on a, on a level that the CEO would understand it or somebody high up at the company. And I'm making a wise investment decision. And so you invest in it, like a real estate investment property, but it's with the stock of a company. How do you learn how to do that? Uh, a lot of, you know. Where do you, where do you go? You know, do you, you go research? To, you go to in Jeremy's uh, private stock market yeah. group. <laughs> how much do you no. pay to have to learn? <laughs> a lot. Okay. No, no. But in all seriousness, you know, how I learned initially was watching Warren Buffett YouTube interviews on uh, wow. yeah on YouTube. Yeah. I would go to the computer lab at the community college and you know this is this is back in old school YouTube days at this point. This is like we're talking 2008, 2009, even 2010 a bit. And I would just like Warren Buffett interview and just watch interview after interview and throughout watching those interviews and you know a lot of it could be wasted time cuz they talk about what's going on in the market right now, but in a lot of those interviews he would go into his investment process and you know if it's an hour-long interview, you're going to get 10 minutes probably in there that's really, really valuable. And that 10 minutes was worth watching a full hour. And so that's how I learned a lot. I you know, read a few books, but the books didn't really help me. It was those Warren Buffett interviews mm. and then getting in the market. Do that you think was the biggest thing. Warren Buffett's investment strategies are still effective? I was about to ask that, yeah. So I think they're not as – I think his principles are. I yeah. think okay. you know, specifically what he's look, looking for in stocks in a company, yes – but the unfortunate thing for Warren Buffett is I think he kind of aged out of the market, whereas he doesn't invest in tech stocks. He, you know, chooses not to do that. And he's well, and it, it's yeah. like so many companies are tech now. I mean, even, you know. It, yeah, it goes against what you were saying, though, is that they're trading years ahead of where they actually are. And if Warren Buffett's all about value investing today. Yeah. 
tech stocks just don't fit that because they're valued higher. Sometimes, than sometimes you can get tech tech stocks for a very good value, though. Uh, an, an example is, uh, you know, a company I bought a few years ago named Cirrus Logic. Another company I bought was Skywork Solutions. Two that have done me amazing. Tech stocks, they're semiconductors. They make most of the like chips that go into your iPhone mm. or Samsung or whatever, smartphones. And those are tech stocks, but they were trading at really attractive values. They were trading at four P's of when I bought them, I think like 12 to 15 range, which is incredibly low for the stock market. So um, it's not impossible to find good values in tech. Sometimes like a Tesla and Amazon, a Shopify is a whole other level. Uh, that one trades at like a 5,000 Ford P or some insane number. You know, those ones... I can I can really fully understand Warren Buffett saying maybe not those ones, but there's a whole other gamut. So I, you know, like anything in life, I think you just kind of age out. One day we'll age out of YouTube, I'm sure. And you know, it's just it's like at that in every industry, you just kind of um, you age out. You don't understand the new concepts and new ways of selling. I mean, you you came from real estate industry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's older realtors that back in their day they were moving properties like crazy, and then. New things changed, social media came, right. and all of a sudden it was like, whoa, this person, they don't just, they don't get how to sell properties in 2020. They're yeah. trying to still sell in the 2000 wave. So, yeah. What would you say are the the best principles you learned if you're willing to disclose? The best principles I learned looking at the fundamental business and focusing on that first. Don't worry about stock price. Don't worry about valuation. Don't even worry about the financials at first. Really look into the company. What is this company doing? View it on a, on a very specific wave where you're, you're trying to, you know, what does this microphone company do? How do they make money? Who are their competitors? Uh, that's the way you want to view it. That's, that's the most important thing. And making sure you understand you have a circle of competence around that. From there, then you can go into valuations. Then you can go into the financials, income statements, balance sheets, cash flows, all those sorts of things. Uh, you can go into conference calls, but you've got to understand the business first. Where a lot of people get into trouble is they'll buy a stock because they heard about this stock yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, I got to buy this. And it's like they may not even understand the business on a fundamental level. Mm-hmm. It's so key. It is so key. It's the most important thing. So um, so on the topic then of stocks, what do you think of Hertz? Hertz, that's a ridiculous situation. So Hertz, you have a company that's filing bankruptcy. Mm. You have – the stock should be going to zero. Like when a company announces they're, they're going to go bankrupt, like they should be going to zero. The shareholders usually get nothing. If there's anything, the you know whoever gave them debt gets the money first. Then, if there's any money after that, it's bonds. And so the shareholders should have gotten nothing in this lawyers. whole deal. Yeah, yeah the lawyers. Yeah, everybody makes money except really the shareholders. And then the stock got bought up so crazy. Why? Why, Why did people buy the stock? I don't know. Were people think... shorting it? Or was it like a so, short push? Yeah. So there was a there was a lot of people that were shorting it, understanding it's likely going to zero. And then on top of that, you had this whole wave of people start bidding it up. And because it got to be a hot stock, more and more people started buying it, which caused more and more short covering, which if you're going to cover your your shares, you've got to buy the underlying shares back. So if you have 100 shares short and you get, let's say, um, you know, called on it where your brokerage says, hey, you got to you got to buy that. You got to cover your short position. Then you got to buy 100 shares. So that makes another buyer in the market. Mm -hmm. And when that's happening in mass, you get the stock to go up, 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 up and the amazing thing about this story is it's one of the only things I've ever seen in the stock market like this. They're actually going to get to raise money because the stock's gone up so much yeah, now to potentially can, yeah. not go bankrupt. I've yeah, never seen anything dollars. like this well, before. Well, the judge issued the billion dollars with yeah. the stock. I've honestly never seen, you know, you couldn't make this stuff up. Like, it's incredible. When a company, like literally 99 out of 100 times, a company says they're going bankrupt, the stock's going to zero. Yeah. There's no way of saving it. Well, I remember JCPenney, and I was actually... Uh, I can't 
believe I'm saying, I was thinking about investing in JCPenney. Oh boy. But this is after they filed for bankruptcy. And I thought, you know what? It's just like, how how much worse can it get from here? I really had that mindset. Yeah. I didn't do it, but I was thinking like, how Good easy would just put like three, four grand in there? <laughs> yeah. It can't get any worse. <laughs> Maybe you get lucky. And, yeah. and maybe that's that's what would and then sure enough it like tripled in price right mm-hmm. afterwards. I'm like, I should have done it if I bought in the three, sell it at ten and made like seven thousand dollars profit in oh, a few days. Gosh. I didn't do it. But yeah. I think that's the mentality of when Hertz filed for bankruptcy. I I figured yeah. it's like it's down so much. And it used to be this big stock and now it's down here. It's like, so what? Just just risk a little bit of yeah. it. No, and there, there certainly is a group of traders out there that like to try to play these type of plays and get in and out. And there's nothing wrong with it, but from my perspective of looking at it from an investment perspective, it's just not an activity I can get into mm. because this doesn't make any sense. Like if you're buying into a failing business model, business model is going to fail. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just when does it fail? Yeah. Does it fail this year? Does it fail next year? Does it fa- fail in three years from now? Uh, you just know it's going to go bad. It's no different than imagine, you know, there were people in the, you know, the city I live in Vegas, right? There were people in, in the housing boom, right? That were buying properties and selling them the next day and making like ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars because it was sad and saying they would be lines to buy like a condo in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like I've had you know uh, realtors tell me this before and like lines to buy a condo. People just buy it with no money down, flip it the next day for like ten, twenty k profit or in a week yeah. or so. Craziness, right? And it's the same thing in the stock market. It happens all the time. You have this group of people that are going to try to speculate, and sometimes they can get lucky and make some very short term money. But at the end of the day, it's not a long term. Uh, investment model. It's just not. I mean, look, you can look at anybody you really respect in the investing category who's ever achieved huge levels of success. None of them got there from trying to get in and out of Hertz and <laughs> see penny stock. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. work over the long term. It's more of a, a, a gambler's mentality. Why did Hertz go bankrupt? What was so bad about Hertz versus like enterprise? I haven't looked at the company on that yeah. high of a level. I'm guessing it's probably balance sheet related. They probably had a bad balance sheet. Rony Rona comes out of nowhere, knocks them for a loop, and all of a sudden they're stuck in a situation where like no money's coming in. Oh, we got all these debt payments. I'm assuming that's what's happening there. Uh, they probably got a bunch of debt payments, no money coming in. What are you gonna do? You're gonna probably go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they already have fundamentals issues there because they have so many competitors on the come up right now that are apps where you can rent cars. Turo. Toro, yep. you know, that's that's just one example, right? And then you have on top of that Uber and Lyft and people are like, I don't even need to rent a car. If I'm going to go visit LA, I'm just going to Uber around, Lyft around. Why do I want to rent a car? Like, it would be just simpler if I do this. Uh, scooters, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, um, the whole game has changed for Hertz over the past 10 years, really. And it's gotten for the worse. Yeah. Speaking of Uber, I saw California now uh, classifies Uber drivers as employees. Yeah, mm. that is going to be that interesting. Yeah. One. That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. What I think is going to end up happening is they're probably going to have to make more full-time drivers where they do have benefits and everything, but they have to drive specific hours. And for you know some Uber drivers, that's going to be great. They, they want to you know set schedule. But for a lot of them, actually probably the majority of them, they like to control it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not. I'm not sure. It. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's going to be better. For some people, it's going to be worse. I think for 90 percent of people, it's going to be worse. Yeah, Uber, I agree. I think is meant to be a, a job that you can be like, hey, it's eight o'clock. Yeah, plans got canceled. Let me yep. turn on and let me work two hours and then stop. Right? Yep. Make go a little money. Let me let me go all night. Yep. Uh, what I think is going to happen because one of the things that I've read is that the reason they classified uh, the these drivers as employees is because Uber is the one that that sets the price. Mm-hmm. And so these people don't, even though they're independent contractors, they can't set their own rates. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to see that I think would, would greatly benefit Uber 
is that, you know, I think within reason, mm. the driver can set their own rates. That would you know, be interesting. Be super yeah. interesting. Get you know a price up front. That would be yeah. the thing. Is like when you go on Uber and you're like mm-hmm. within a second, it's like oh how much is that price? You're gonna have to wait for people to bid it mm-hmm. up. Do you think prices would go up or down for the for the for the riders? I think we'll find a middle ground. I don't know. I think, I think same. Then. Initially they'll get bid bid down, but during certain peak hours, but you know the price will get bid up. The other thing though, I'm just thinking now is that if that happens, you'll get some uh, Uber driver like purposely waiting. To put in their bid, just yes. knowing that they could wait a little bit longer, bid it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Yep. So that could be a, a consideration. Or if they're in a town with like, you know, almost no demand, yes. and then the one person is there and you're like, I think 50 <laughs> bucks. And yeah. you the counter off yes. back and forth, you're negotiating with somebody. Yeah. Then you know, like that person, you were the one that was negotiating. Yeah. And then that's, so, yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe it's funny. not as good of an idea as I thought. Yeah. I'm thinking this out. But it would be interesting to have the drivers bid their own rates because that's yeah. what they do with a lot of shipping um uh, like freight okay. stuff is they'll yep. they'll bid it around and yep. you have the option to go and pick the lowest bidder oh yeah like, uh, i think trucking industry is yeah, kind of similar yeah. yeah to a certain extent yeah i i, I don't see that working because it's too it's too at a micro level i think consumers will start to hate uber then you get into what what happens if lyft drivers are undercutting the uber drivers yeah. you know it, or price fiction they all get together fixing. on an on yes. agreement and be like guys not that yes. other 20 bucks let's yes all, let's all agree yeah. to this all right we're good yeah. cool is the same thing going to happen to lyft then since it happened to uber more than likely yeah has it not happened Why? To- it, yeah it if it hasn't has. happened to lyft i think the industry's just gotten so big now i think the government's just looking at it and they're like we don't want you guys as independent contractors. I think that why? What's the be- why? Why would they do that? Tax reasons mainly. Uh, you know, if you're an employee, the employer has to take out taxes. Mm-hmm. It's more professional on that level versus independent contractors. They have to pay their own taxes, and I think the government's probably not getting nearly as much money. So they're thinking all these independent contractors are, are cheating the tax system or not paying their fair share. Yeah, I don't know about all of them, but they probably feel like it's a big enough number. And they probably don't like the example Uber setting in terms of having so many independent contractors versus employees. Because the fact is, it is much more expensive from a, from a company standpoint to have employees versus having a bunch of Yeah, you have to double the Social Security. And- yes, exactly. And and so I think I think government at the end of the day, they want to make an example of these, these industries before they get too enormous. I say, let's make an example of them now and let's get this done. You know, I think that's at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing. Mm. Okay. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> so where do, so would you invest in Uber? Well, I love Uber. I, I, I sold out of the stock recently for a nice profit. Uh, the, the main issue for Uber is going to be how fast does rideshare come back? You know, we don't really know how that's going to shake out with this whole, you know, Rony Rona situation, you know, shut down worldwide economies. You know, Uber Eats is doing amazing right now. Mm-hmm. Like that business is doing amazing. Anything food delivery wise, like it, this is a perfect scenario for that. Rideshare business, it couldn't get worse because travels just shut down. You know, I think I think I heard something like San Francisco might shut down for three weeks or something like that. No, I, I've heard something about that. I'm not 100 percent confirmed, but yeah, I think my wife mentioned something about San Francisco might close down for three weeks. And, uh, you know, I have no clue if that's true or not. Once again, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Graham's fact checking it right now. But, uh, you know, when you just look at that and just the lack of mobility right now, it's, it's definitely a big risk, uh, for Uber, you know, cause their rideshare business is their biggest business. So does well, the illness really affect your investing strategy? Like, has it, has it changed? Like, 
a lot of your speculations and stuff? You're talking about the Rona? Yeah. Uh, you know, not really too much. I mean, other than industries that it's fundamentally changed. For instance, one of my positions at Carnival Cruise Line, like it's fundamentally really changed the business model for the worse. Like that was an amazing, very profitable business. But because cruising has been shut down, it's just it's in a horrible place right now. Mm. And we don't know how long that will continue. So if it's changed it fundamentally, yes. Yeah. But you still use the same principles across the board. Correct. Essentially, those haven't changed. Yeah, no, it hasn't changed, and I and I try not to put too much emphasis in the whole Rona situation because this this is a once in a hundred year event, right? And so you can't make every judgment. What did you find anything about the San Francisco situation? They're not they're not shutting down. They're not okay. No, they're it was about, a rumor though, right? Or something. I don't know. Okay. They were talking about their reopening plans. Oh, so there's still there's still somewhat shut down, but they're okay. about reopening. Okay, because I think they said the the source was TMZ, and I said, well, that does sound credible. <laughs> TMZ has actually been a really credible news. It story. is really? yeah, usually, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Believe it or not, TMZ <laughs> uh, is one of the most accurate in terms of the information they portray. Yeah, believe it's it or crazy. not, more than news outlets, you, TMZ is like so precise of, of their information. And sometimes they get stories before everybody else. Before everyone else. People get mad at it. They're yeah. like, you didn't even they, confirm this. They had, yet. I have so many people. I feel like infiltrate everybody you could possibly imagine that's just mm. leaking information and i'm sure they oh, pay yeah. better than anyone else wow. that's why they go to tmz i'm just guessing <laughs> i still know? haven't figured out how tmz makes all their money is it from that the, the show they have on channel 10 or I don't whatever watch the, i haven't watched that show in ages yeah um youtube channel rv11 right yeah yeah, yeah. What a career that guy has had. Yeah. Seriously, he's had a multi-decade long career going from, what was it? He was an attorney. And he was, oh, he yeah, was yeah, yeah wow. I believe he was an attorney and he would comment on cases. What? Yeah. And he went from that to then TMZ. Wow. Yeah. I bet you if he had waited a little, like his career blossomed a little later, I bet you he would have gone more full in on YouTube. Rather than create a, a channel, you know, I bet you he you would have started a YouTube channel. Reminds me of uh, Perez Hilton. Remember that? Uh, Perez Hilton? Perez Hilton, That was I don't... back like 2004, 2005. Okay. Perez Hilton had a blog that he would just talk trash about celebrities on his blog. Oh, but it was so wow. big. And he was known as Perez Hilton. Wow. Yeah, yeah that one I didn't know. No. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Fact of the day there. <laughs> The government loves money, man. He guy generates oh, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Maybe. that guy generates a lot of money. I mean, he got. I think he released a music video the other day. He got sixty three million views yeah. in a day. But you know what? In That's a way, crazy he could spin that around. That's good for his career because for a yeah. while, for the like two months, everyone was talking about him. Yeah, everybody. Well, yeah, he was just a even troll. if you're not in the hip hop community, like people were you, mentioning. He just him, calls yeah. out yeah. like everyone. So that way, when he when he actually releases record, like everyone's like. What is, what is it? What do you yeah. do? Um, and what did he, he do? Something with Nicki Minaj? Yeah, yeah so, I didn't and, watch. Uh, it. I mean, I'm not a fan of the music, but like, I don't know. Maybe behind it all, he's a really, really, really smart business. No person. way, no way. <laughs> People put on personas Dude, all the yeah. time. I I just... saw the most absurd news article when he was in jail, and it was from like his lawyer, and it was like Takashi Six Nine is request requesting to be released from prison because he's scared he'll get. Corrupt. <laughs> that and that was like that was like an argument that he was using. He's like, man, I can't get coronavirus. Like, yeah. like I gotta get out of here. And like that was a legit article. Wow. It was like m- posted multiple times wow. on many different like sites. 
I think, he was I scared think, of it. I'm low. I, a lot of these people, I really believe, they're so smart behind yeah. the scenes, and it's just it, it's a big no. act. Well, they, they understand. I, if I you understand, accept that. Yeah, if you understand how to get attention, it's no different than the Kardashians. Like you know, the Kardashians all of a sudden they stop you know having as much interest. All of a sudden, you there's some ridiculous thing you hear about the Kardashians, and then all of a sudden everybody's like viewing their profiles and watching, keeping up with the Kardashians yeah. again. They understand how to keep in the spotlight, and I think that Takashi yeah, he figured it out. There's a, there's another YouTuber that I've met with. Um, I'll tell you guys after, mm-hmm. but. Um, um, you would see their videos and you'd be like, they're, they're, they're idiots. Mm-hmm. But separate from that, they know that that's like they got to play to that because that's that you know that's their audience. And behind the scenes, they're so smart and they're making yeah. like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in profit. And from the looks of it, you would think like these people are so stupid. But anyway, Paris but, Hilton, yeah. I think, was the originator <laughs> yeah. of this whole movement. Yeah, because Paris Hilton, uh, she she's a you know, believe it or not, she's actually super smart and like actually talks really intelligent. If you've ever like talked to her outside of that show, they got famous off of, which was her and I think it was was it Lindsay Lohan or who was the other mm-hmm. person in that show? Um, I can't remember. What was it? Nicole something. Ni- oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the it's name. It's called The Simple Life. The Simple Life with and Paris that- Hilton and. Um- Nicole Richie. Yes. And, and, you know, they would act like, oh, so dumb. Yeah. Like, oh, you and, know. Yeah, trying to draw us to the yes. I love that show. And they got so much attention. And, and people would tune in whether they loved them or they hated them. They would tune in. Mm-hmm. And they got views. And then if I recall, I think Kim Kardashian was like an intern or something underneath Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. And then she understood how to kind of like gain leverage, whether, you know, it's people just getting people talking about you. Get it out there. Then obviously the whole Kardashian family built, and then you got so many people. You know, you know, we go back to the Kashi Six Nine. I think he just realizes there's so much. You know, it doesn't matter whether people are talking positive or bad about you as long as they're talking about you. Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, you know, how did he become the richest boxer and get like two hundred million dollars a fight? Because everybody wanted to see him lose. Maybe this is the time Mayweather is going to lose. Let me buy the hundred dollar pay per view. And then he would win, but you know, it's just like people is just he, want to is see. Is he going to play? Is he officially retired? He's officially he... retired, but yeah, I but had, they always say training. that and they always come out of retirement. Yeah. He like, was he was running miles the other day, uh, like, and I don't I don't know if any retired boxer just runs miles to run miles. He might come out. I wouldn't be surprised to see him fight McGregor again. Gosh, I, yeah, there's a hundred million yeah. up there. Yeah, buddy, Anthony. Oh, Anthony, bet yeah, yeah, big on Mayweather the last few times because he's never lost. Yeah, and every single time he keeps upping his bet. Dude. And uh, yeah, the last game I think he made like sixty grand okay, on okay. him on him betting on Mayweather because he's like, he, yeah, guys never lost. There's no way. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Retirement to be, do one fight and then lose. Yeah, there's no way. To an he's MMA going to guy, lose. Yeah. Imagine yeah. you know with a guy like that, fifty and zero. Imagine if you started betting with him just like a hundred dollars <laughs> his very first <laughs> fight in like the nineties, and then you just you never sell out. Every time you just put whatever you made into the next one, the next one, the next one. Just like what is that? If you start with a hundred dollars compounded by fifty, well, you would, you would make so. The you problem would be is above the threshold. Yeah, once he got to certain, you'd levels, have more he was money than that exists. Yeah. So the problem is like even if you oh bet a right million, yeah it's not a. Yeah. One to one. Even if you bet a million on them in some of those fights, you might only profit a hundred k because they put the odds, you know, so far against the other guy. I bet you that's more than like our GDP. <laughs> more than our GDP. Like, yeah, you would uh, be America at that point. Let me see. <laughs> so you're saying massively in debt? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see. Oh gosh. So, so I'm only. 30 into it, and we're already at a trillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> we're already yeah. at a trillion dollars. We're not even 50 into it. So, wait, wait, 31, uh, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, so 1.1259 so with 17 zeros in the background. If you just, if you, you own the world. Dollars, yeah. 
if you doubled a hundred dollars, that would be like a quintillion dollars. I mean, <laughs> oh gosh, that's a crazy number. Well, fun fact of the day. Yeah, it would just beyond beyond honestly the fifteenth uh, time he's won, there wouldn't be a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like one bet crazy. would bankrupt the entire. <laughs> yeah. like it's all or nothing. It's a hail mary for them. <laughs> Yeah, the casino would literally have to shut down after you make that one bet. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't even think there's as much money in circulation for your bet to win. No. Oh, Trump Allen would have printed excess money just to give you payment. Oh gosh, that's funny. <laughs> oh my god, oh, it's Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if if he plays again. That's a sign. Yeah. Got to go heavy on. Yeah, just and everything. then and then he loses. That's the one time he loses exactly. when we bet on him. We're like, which would be a good time for him to say, like, listen, it's just age. Like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't in my prime yeah. anymore. <laughs> I think he would rather go out. Undefeated. Are you, are you down to put a month's YouTube salary down on him if he ever fights again? No. <laughs> I would. Um, would you do two weeks, half a month? It could make interesting content. I will but say that's that. That's not the image that I want. I mean, that is true. Realistically, yeah. I would probably. I feel comfortable with twenty grand. What are the I would do. What are okay. the ratios now? What's the payout? Uh, well, it would probably depend on how who he'd fight, but I would say he would be at least a ten to one favorite. So, ten to one. So yeah. Like, so hundred dollars, you bet, you win ten dollars. I would say it's horrible. Yeah, I would never. Bet at the underdog, but even then, it's just yeah. Like, then they still lose, and it's like, oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say I bet twenty. I bet, but even then, if like if I well, yeah, you're really gonna do one, that for two grand. But it would really, but it would be. It'd be the one time he loses. Yeah, it'd be the one time he loses. Just yeah. because I bet on it. So I don't want to jinx everybody else because 100% I will bet on that and will lose. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Fun in Vegas. Yeah. So what is it like living in Vegas? Living in Vegas, yeah. man, it's amazing. I love it. You know, I've lived three places in my life. Arizona is where I grew up, Phoenix, Arizona. Then we moved out to Charlotte, North Carolina for a few years. And Charlotte was fine. It was just I didn't really like the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I lived in, lived in Vegas since 2015 and love it, man. Absolutely love Why it. Moved to Vegas. So be closer to the West Coast again and taxes. And I just kind of like the vibe of Vegas, you know, being 24 seven and things like that. Um, and also just kind of, I feel like there's an entrepreneurial like vibe out there also. Mm-hmm. So, but taxes are a big reason, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's really the only place you can be. Uh, on this part of like the West Coast, where you can still have no taxes, because I think it's I think it's Seattle, right? Also, is it Seattle that also has no taxes? It's a few. Tennessee I know there's like one of them. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Florida, Texas, no no state Texas, income taxes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I was just like, looked at the options out there and I was like, oh, I want to be close to the West Coast again. Anyway, Vegas, that's the, yeah. that's the play, you know, Nevada. So yeah, I love it. I love it. It is great. And then it's, it's fun. You know, when people come out, you know, friends or family, everybody wants to go to the strip. Of course. Do you like, gamble? Uh, not really, unless I'm with Graham. That's the only person yeah. I will do it with. I have so much fun. <laughs> you, have you? To, you have to come with us to Vegas. <laughs> oh. these times. I, I love it. It's just it's yeah. so much fun. It is. What do you, what do you, time. what do you guys play? You play blackjack, right? I like blackjack. Blackjack, Baccarat, craps. Yeah. Craps, I think, is the most fun because you get everybody around the table. Yeah. You know, throw the dice. I'd love to see. I'd love to see you guys play craps. And and Graham's girlfriend, cannot be named, Graham's girlfriend always oh, goes on a hot streak. Rolls. Oh, she, man. She People went on a roll of a lifetime. When she, when she gets to the table, you see yeah. everyone just like taking out their hundreds, throwing yeah. them on the table. Uh, Somebody gave her Anthony, money last yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. My buddy Anthony was just like takes like wads of like $10,000. <laughs> yeah, Are you kidding me? He's an animal. No, yeah, that guy's crazy. Yeah, no, he's it's it, a blast to watch, yeah. but uh, but yeah, 
but but they see her come up to the table and she has no clue what she's doing and she's like dude and oh people love it so there's a superstition when someone comes to the table a, a woman who doesn't know what she's doing you bet heavy because she's just gonna keep rolling the, the winning numbers so anytime like like someone like that comes to the table you'll see all these guys just like you know does she know how to win like how the, the she game has no works idea how, to, how to play the game and that's I think the, the good thing behind it yeah. is because she doesn't know like if she knows don't roll a seven. Guess what? She's gonna roll a seven. So right. She's just like, "What do I do?" I'm just just roll it and hit the back of the thing. <laughs> okay. And just that, and it's like it's like a, a, a hard six. They'll call it because it'll be two threes. Mm. And everyone's like, "Okay, okay, hard six, hard six, hard six. And then she'll <laughs> roll it again. It's a hard six, and people lose their minds because yeah. she just hit the, rolled the same thing mm. again, and everyone had their money on that. They, they're making a lot of money, or she she had this roll for like ten minutes. Yeah, at encore. Yeah, right? yeah, something like that, where people were making thousands of dollars yeah. on this, and then some dude afterwards, can yeah, I gave her money, like fifty bucks. Yeah, like, something like something that. Something like yeah. that, because the guy made so much money from her roll that he's like, hey, you know, thank you. He gave her money. Yeah. The most embarrassing thing about that all is. I lost money. <laughs> I was the only person at this table that was like loaded with people. Everybody's making yeah. so much money. Graham like 4X or 5X's yeah. money in a matter of like 30 <laughs> minutes. I lost money. Yeah. I'm like, it was incredible because I was betting on a field. Everybody else was just playing oh, like normal pass line yeah. and stuff and maybe like backing it. I'm playing field. I was the only like in in all like the the dealers and whatnot. They're looking at me and or they're like, "Oh, you need to be colored up." And then they're like, "No, he can't be colored up. He lost." Like they're all like running a joke. I'm yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, how could I yeah. be the only person that so, lost?" So at that's this table? another thing is that uh, after a really good roll that's gone on for like five or ten minutes, you do what's called coloring up, mm-hmm. which just means you take all of your chips. And you get the highest denomination chips. So you could take all your $25 chips and $100 chips and you can trade them in for like $1,000 chips or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you go on a big roll like that, the chances of that happening again, people are like, listen, I already did so well. Yeah. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. So that's what uh, so that's what I do. So anytime yeah. you get on a roll like that, you're done. Yeah. Usually that's a signal. You're done for the night. You go back the next day. But yeah, every single time I go with Jeremy, you lose. I know. Every single time. time. I'm like, how is this possible? a single game. There's too much to lose here, Jeremy. Trust me, this is not a winning game. You're not allowed to win. It's why you don't trade. Yeah, exactly. It's It's all just gambling. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, no, this is not for me. So, What about Graham? Does Does he win or lose? He usually wins. I, I I mean, we've been out I don't know how many times. It's quite a few. And I I don't know if I've ever seen him lose. I don't like, know. I, I feel like wins. I lose 30% of the time. I win 70% of the time. I don't know if I've legit ever seen you lose. Yeah. I'd be, I'll be honest. I, I Maybe it's happened. I, I don't remember it. So Kevin is fun to play with. Meet, meet Kevin. Dude, Kevin's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because he'll just keep... If he, he'll if double down, down. He just goes right back. It's more money. doubles down. Yeah. Th- he's, that, is that a strategy? He's one of those guys? Yeah. And like at the roulette table, you just... he'll just keep oh, yeah. doing that until yeah. eventually... He'll win. Yeah. If you if you bet right, twenty, exactly. you lose it. You bet forty, you lose it. You bet eighty, you lose it. You bet you know one sixty. He'll just keep doing. Eventually, chances are he'll hit one of those, make all this money back, and then he's like, okay, now I can start over again. So, <laughs> I, I've seen yeah. Kevin yeah. though go on roulette one color, it wins. He puts you know the initial money plus the profit on oh, it again. It wins again. He does it again, and then finally, like he'll end up losing eventually. Yeah. But it's like, dude, the numbers are getting big now. You know, I sure, don't want to just take a little profit. You know, but yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's fun. He's <laughs> yeah. fun to play with because he's chatting up everybody. You know, mm. he's still, he's really the one oh, yeah. of the table. Yeah, yeah. Really? Does he wear his fedora? No. <laughs> does he? So what's a? Does he wear that actually? Like he's worn it out a few times. It's it's cool. Yeah. It's stylish. Yeah. I don't know. 
Did you take it from my white hat or what? Did you take the idea from there? I, I haven't know. seen it. Because, you know, I usually yeah. wear that white oh, hat. Yeah. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> What's up with the holy smokers? This ain't no jokers. What? So the holy smoke is this ain't no joke is it, it, I don't know when exactly it started. It might have been a year ago, two years ago, but it was some type of big video topic and I got a bunch of comments right away that they loved it. And uh, so now if there's ever like big news, I have to lead in with the holy smoke is this ain't no joke is uh, and most of the time I'll be like, well, guys here today, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if it's a big video, holy smokers, this ain't no. Joker. Yeah, that's like your catchphrase. It's like, what's up, you guys? Yeah. You got the holy smoke. Yeah. Say no but uh, that one is reserved for only the big videos. It has to be it has something. Tesla had to hit thousand dollars or something in a day. Like something crazy had to happen. But uh, yeah, no, that's a fun one. But yeah, I come up with so many different nicknames for stocks. Like I have Cruzy Doozy, Fizzy Get Dizzy, Tesla Myesla. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. There's a lot of like little nicknames. You're turning so. into a, a mini Jim Kramer. Oh gosh, yeah, Jimmy, you need one of those little symbols. <laughs> or he's got like, like the cowbell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need no. something like that when when a stock hits a thousand. Yeah, you hit the cowbell a few times. <laughs> when you when you're up ten percent, you hit something. Dude, the amount of comments I've seen over the past couple of years where it's like CNBC should hire you when Jim Jim Kramer would retires. You, no, I don't know. Do I don't it? think so. What if CNBC says like here's two million dollars a year? And you just got to make, you know, you got to two videos a day, five days a week. Oh, man, I don't know. You I, know what's amazing yeah. is you have a relationship with CNBC and somehow I don't. I'm the stock guy and yet we, we don't communicate at all. I've never talked to CNBC. They never talked to me. You know, they might not like me. I you might not what, like but, them. But I, I feel like the reason why on. is because you haven't shared really anything personal. It's, it's mm. just a lot of just stocks. Okay, yeah. I think yeah. if you start showing your family a little bit more of a personal side, it builds a connection. Maybe. That yeah. could. Yeah, I don't know. That could. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I could ever do that, man. Uh, would you? Would you do a millennial money video? A millennial money video? Oh, wow, you would be a fun millennial. Oh money. shoot, I'd be tempted to. I mean, I've seen what Grandma's done there, and I'd be, it'd be it'd be hard to turn yeah, down. I'd be honest. Be, your numbers would be. <laughs> it would be it'd be hard to turn down. Wow. I'll be honest. <laughs> would you want to? Maybe I could, I could reach maybe, out to them. if you yeah. tell me a yes, I'll reach out to them because I know it's going to be a big video. I think I think I would have to. I'd be honest. It. I think I would. Yeah. You would do it. I think I would do it. I think I would do it. Yeah, I think I have to do it. I I, I don't think I can. Okay. I think it's one of those offers that you just can't turn down. Okay. Uh, I think wow. I would have to do it. So just so you know, they would they like they went through everything on me. They were, oh really? They were more particular than an underwriter getting a loan. Believe it or not. What? Yeah. Wow. Because I gave them a list of like like here are the things, and I told them like what my payments are, and they like even my Tesla payment. They're like, we want to see a, a, a statement showing that like how much your payment actually is, and like what you know what what you owe on it. I would a hundred percent love to do this because I literally don't even know how much money I spend in a month. I have no clue. Yeah, I was going to ask if we could be... do some sort of mild budget breakdown oh, yeah, for yeah, you. They, they had. They asked for a it's statement too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what we spend. It could be my wife probably knows. It's probably twenty thousand, thirty thousand in monthly expenses. I have serious? no clue. Wait, and what, what kind of expenses? Why everything? Well, you I don't know. Maybe it's not that much. Well, like business expenses. We also have business expenses. So it's like, do you subtract business expenses from monthly expenses? Um, so I don't know, but I mean, we have the mortgage, but then we're gonna have another mortgage in Arizona coming. Then we got another mortgage in Vegas How coming. How much is your mortgage in Vegas? That one's uh, we just got refinanced, and that one's only like twenty eight hundred now. It's not bad. Yeah, no, that one's really affordable. But then we're gonna have an Arizona mortgage coming. That will be like another two thousand. That's coming this fall. 
Then we're gonna have the new Vegas property. You know, that's gonna be I don't know. Uh, that's really you know that's one's like gonna be probably like one point five. So let's say we put twenty percent down. So that might be like five six thousand a month. Mm-hmm. I would assume. So we have a Model X that's a thousand a month. We have a Model Three that's six hundred a month. I think. Um, and then we have just a lot of other expenses, man. I, I like a lot of like those little expenses where it's like 100, 200, 300 here, and it just starts adding up, adding up. Wow. So, some of these things, I just don't get how it adds up that yeah. much. I mean, yeah. What about food budget? Food budget's insane. Uh, it's got to be ridiculous. So, we have five people that live in my house, you know, obviously me, my wife. Uh, my two kids and then my brother-in-law and uh, we spend so we spend a lot because then we go out to dinner sometimes too and drop 100 200 bucks like we just went out the other night and that was yeah. i don't know what i ended up spending that might be on like 120 yeah i love to go out and a lot of times when i go out i go to nice places so yeah you have expensive taste every I do. place you've been like let's go here and it's like right i'm telling you graham just prays there's wow. a subway across the street I'm, I'm looking i'm looking at the menu and i'm like ah, jeremy picked another one of these <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, no, that's yeah. funny. Uh, you're like, oh, Jeremy, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling so good actually tonight. I don't know what happened, <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, yeah, I'm full. Yeah, so, 20, uh, 20 yeah. minutes ago, I was feeling so good, <laughs> yeah. but ever since you sent that last text, my stomach hurts, man. I need some Robitussin <laughs> oh, or something. That's a, no, that's that's a lot of money to spend. Yeah, I don't know what the number is, but no, that I but think you would do it. I would do I'll it. Reach, I'll reach out I'll to do them it. and I'll yeah. see. You. Okay, I'll do it. I, we should build a connection of some kind. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. me being, you know, uh, a person in the stock market investing space and CNBC always focus most on stock market. It's like, yeah. it makes sense for us to have some sort of relationship, even if it's not a deep yeah. one. You what know? you're going to get though, inevitably, because I, I started getting a little bit of this, but Graham, you make more money from YouTube than you oh, do yeah. from real estate. And I'm like, well, of course. You know, <laughs> you know, what I try to explain to people is that like YouTube is full time. Like that's yeah. like 60 hours, 70 hours a week sometimes. Yeah. Real estate is passive. Like you can yeah. compare working 60 hours a week to something that's passive. But yeah, you'll get people. You, Jeremy, you make more oh. money than YouTube than stocks. You Honestly, know? I get, I get that a lot. Yeah. I get comments like that. You know, it's usually like a hate comment, like, "Oh, you make so much from YouTube," and it's like, you know. I, uh, I make maybe 60K a month from YouTube, 50 to 60, let's say, okay? In one trading day, my accounts in total will be likely, if it's a volatile day in the market, decent volatile, not like crazy, will be up or down 50, 60K. So whatever I make in a month from YouTube, and that's before business expenses and all sorts of things, my accounts alone will move likely that big in a day. Mm. Like somebody left a comment like that the other day, and I usually don't even reply to comments, but because I was smashing the thumbs up because I did this thing. Oh, where I saw like, that. Yeah, yeah for half a million subscribers. Yeah, and I, I smashed did. I smashed the thumbs up for you. I think oh, I gave yeah, you a heart too. That. Yeah. And uh, yeah, somebody was like, you know, I saw it and it was like, oh, you make so much. And I was like, dude, like you realize my accounts that day moved more than what I make an entire month. But yeah, it's, but it's like, it is at the end of the day, that's what we do. Like, you know, we could be focused on a lot of different businesses doing a lot of different things. This just happens to be what we do, you know, for, you know, business. So, um, and sometimes I even think, you know, taking it on a deeper level, sometimes I think if I'm like, I could actually be making way more money if I was focused on doing something else. And maybe YouTube is actually holding me back from doing something like way bigger. I have those type of thoughts sometimes where I'm like, you just don't really know. Like what? I don't know. You know, I don't even think about what else I could be doing because I'm so focused on YouTube all the time. And and what am I going to make for an interesting video and how am I going to present this? And so sometimes those thoughts cross my, my head. I'm like, what if there's this big business opportunity that I'm not even spending any time thinking on because I'm so focused on 
how am I going to get a hundred thousand views on this video today? And so there's even that 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 side of me that's like you know because I'm all, I'm constantly looking at companies. I'm constantly thinking about business. I love talking business with with people. I mean, usually you know when you and I have one on one conversations, we always end up talking about YouTube business mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. And that's just what I enjoy doing. And so it's like. If I didn't put in so much time to YouTube, maybe there's this other thing that I'd be a billionaire already, or you never really know, you know. So you know, oh well. So, but those comments are funny, where it's like, well, you make such and such. It's like, and the funny thing is, you know, I don't. I feel like we're underpaid. I feel like the amount of attention and time we get compared to like some of these actresses and actors that you know, we don't even have to speak on impact that those people make versus our impact. But you know, you look at some of these people; they make like a few million a year. And you don't even know, you've never heard of some of these movies some of these people are in. And here we are, you know, uh, educating or entertaining hundreds of thousands of people every day. And we make less than some of these, you know, C-class, B-class B movie movie stars. That you Movie stars is a big term. So, yeah, so I think it goes both ways. So it would be like you getting paid like $10,000 per video plus you get ad revenue on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, but I think arguments. I think they really leave it up to you to monetize it because here's the thing. Uh, I remember some smaller YouTubers. You know Tanner J. Fox. Remember that? Yeah, I remember Tanner J. Yeah. Fox. Yep. Tanner J. Fox was getting like fifteen thousand views a day on his channel, and he was making like three hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Wait, from, from what? From Redirecting his audience uh, to Amazon, Amazon. FBA. Yep. Uh, and he sold a program on how to how to grow on Amazon FBA. I, yep. I think he was he was making decent money, like legitimately, he was making decent money on Amazon FBA. Yep. Uh, he was one of the first people in the entire space to really go the course route. Yep. Made so much money doing course sales. Yep. And so here is someone who who honestly wasn't getting a lot of views, but he was the biggest in that space. Yeah. And just you know made a lot from that. And I think yep. a lot of these guys don't get. Um, I won't mention it, but another person was getting just on a regular basis, like 30, 40, 50,000 views, and he was making like 500,000 a month yep. doing that. Um, but it was all in the back end. It wasn't from ad revenue. That's true. So I think, you know, ad revenue is a little component there, but depending on how you monetize and grow on the back end, you can make so much money. Right, right. Yep. But it just depends on what you're doing behind the scenes. That's true versus a show or TV, you know, you don't control the audience or, or anything or try to sell. But at the same time, you say, well, you can get followers, like people are like, oh, I like that show, so that I want to watch them on future shows, or I want to follow them on Instagram or things like that. Yeah. And then you can direct But then there. you're relying on someone else's brand deal for the most That's part. That's true. It's like, yeah. you know, then, then you know, product will come and say like, hey, how much for this? And you could charge on that. Yep. But YouTube is one of those things that I think it's just really up to you. Do you want to make a lot yep. of money doing that? Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is one of the first people I, I ever saw that really like was on TV and then they went huge on YouTube and unfortunately this guy's made a lot of bad choices you know over the past few years uh, Jake Paul you know he was on that Disney show and then he you know does his YouTube channel and simultaneously he's doing the Disney uh, channel thing and then he's on YouTube and he was growing his audience huge mm-hmm. that was like 2000 I want to say 16 back then or 17, 17 before you know things went obviously way downhill for that whole family but I mean at that time dude it was like it that was transformative because no one had done that really mm-hmm. I don't know of anybody that was on a, on a show, and then they built a huge YouTube audience at the same time. Mm-hmm. And well, he was from YouTube, and then the YouTube audience got him a place on the show. I think is that no, that he yeah, because he, he had he was on Vine. Vine, Vine I think you could make an argument that maybe Vine helped him, but uh, 
he he was on the Disney show, and then he started going YouTube when Vine got shut down because all those Viners came right. over, and they all went crazy at that time. I don't know if you remember that time. Yeah. Like there was him and his brother, and then there's just so many Viners. I think Lily Pons and a bunch came over, yeah. and they had these huge audiences. And at the time, the algorithm would basically, if you were hitting some crazy like view to sub counts, you would get pushed more and more at that time, and, and it just grew exponentially, dude. And yeah, those people were Find getting that with TikTok now. Oh, TikTok. Uh, that's the next wave. Charlie Demel- Demilio. It's someone's Demelio. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Whatever her thing is. Um, okay. Sometimes I'll look at the trending page and I'll see something yeah. that's top ten trending, mm-hmm. and I click on it. I'm like I've never heard of this person before. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, they have like two million subscribers. How, how many videos do they have? And they have like four videos. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Wait, wait, what? All yeah. the videos have millions of views. Where did this? And then they Google the Dude, name, they like, have like TikTok. 50 million yeah. followers yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. And what? they can just redirect, you know, yeah. like a small what? percent so of their audience. Is, if they're on TikTok, they make a YouTube channel, they get a million subscribers on, on YouTube, like overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their videos get so many views. Yeah. And then it puts it on trending because it's like so, just so over the top. We got to talk about one thing. You made trending last month. Did you ever think, and I think multiple times, did you ever think you would be on the trending page of YouTube? Never. That is like, that. this is where I talk about like inspiration and like expanding my mind like for the whole space. Dude, when I saw that, I'm just like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? It's amazing. And then I think um, after that, I think, I want to say Andre. I think got on the trending, and mm-hmm. I think Kevin. Kevin, Kevin got on. Yeah, he got number. Didn't he get number Kevin one? Kevin was number one on trending for like almost forty-eight hours. Whoa! Yeah, that was one of the days. I think he got like twelve, fifteen thousand new subscribers in a day. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. Clear value trending. Clear value was, yeah. Oh, we were, okay. Yeah, clear. Clear value was maybe one of the first in finance to get on the trending page. Oh, I didn't even know about yeah, that. Okay. Clear value, and then meet Kevin, Andre, me. Wow. Uh, uh, oh, Jeff Rose was another one who was on trending for one of his really? videos. Yeah. Jeez. It's yeah. I feel like there's there's a bit of a like you to to get on the trending page. You you have to hit so many different things. Like not only do you have to have a really popular topic, mm-hmm. but it has to appeal to anybody yeah. with a good message to it. Oh, okay. And if if you can't hit all, oh, and it's got to be clickable with a good title. Wow. So it's like you got to hit so many different things to be on trending, yeah. and you got to do that within the first forty eight hours yeah. of video posting. So if you can't hit all of those, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. Jeez. Yeah. That's wild, man. But no, it was just like that was a, that's just an amazing moment for the space, honestly. Yeah. Like trending, you know, because literally, like when when we kind of got rolling with this, like it was just you know there was no such thing as like the finance space on YouTube. It was just non-existent. Mm-hmm. And like to see where it's at now, where videos are getting on trending, dude, that's just, it's amazing. I think amazing. it's great it's becoming more mainstream, especially, yeah. I think. It needs you know, to be. Initially, I thought I was really worried with everything going on and the whole, like the illness yeah. and everything. I'm like, this is it. I really felt like, <laughs> could this be the end? Because I noticed all my videos on YouTube stopped mm-hmm. getting pushed as soon wow. as that happened. Okay. And there was no longevity. And I'm like, all these videos that I spent so long on, they're just not getting pushed anymore. Wow. And it seemed like okay. YouTube was just favoring like the newest content and wanted you to post every day. I'm yeah. Like, I just can't. I can't yeah. post every day. I mm-hmm. just can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, is this it? But I'm going to try to roll with it. But it turned out to be like this blessing in disguise. Yes. Like, absolutely. Things shifted around. It gave me so much more to talk about and so much yeah. more just direction. Yeah. That you can go with it. No, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a Amazing. And how many how many channels are on the come up right now that are in that space where they're getting a thousand to ten thousand views a video right now? It's amazing. Like just in my niche, which you know I've really focused my channel last year or two really just around stock market mm-hmm. investing. Now it's amazing to see the massive quantity of creators coming up 
and actually, you know, uh, fulfilling a dream of potentially like making YouTube a career mm -hmm. or, you know, just being on social media in general or, you know, making a part time income, whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's phenomenal. See, and it's stuff that is really important. Like people should care about their money. Yeah. Like, people should care about like, because it's going to like the amount of money you have can di dictate so much. It's going to, you know, dictate where you live. What schools your kids go to, uh, where you know what type of food you eat, you know where you eat, it's where you vacation, mm -hmm. if you vacation, like money's going to dictate all that. If you can give money to charity, everything, you know. So, I, you know, I don't want to say our, our space is the most important one on YouTube, but it's hard for me not to say the financial space space in general is not the most important on YouTube. I'm just it worried. Is. It's uh, I just don't want it to be a fad. Because yeah. I think a lot of these things come with their curves. Everyone's interested in it and it kind of dies down mm -hmm. and it goes into something else and people just put their focus. Now it just happens to be, I think, money. You're the biggest in the space and, you know, you're getting anywhere from 300 to 600K, let's say, a video on an average video. Some are getting, you know, all the way up to a million. But, you know, and that's really large, but it's still, you look at some of these other spaces, the makeup industry, oh, the makeup yeah. side, you, you know, uh, you look at, you know, we can say Mr. Beast, he's like maybe the king of YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Getting 10 million plus every video. But those Mr. Beast videos appeal to everybody. Yeah. Like, like, no matter who you are. A younger audience, yeah, I'm sure. Even mm -hmm. even if, if you're if you're five years old mm -hmm. or 50, you'd still watch Mr. Beast videos. Yeah. It's family friendly. Anyone yeah. can watch it. Whether you're so smart or you're just you know nothing <laughs> yeah. about nothing, it's yeah. just you could zone out and watch this video. And, and it's with, yeah. with money, it's like you have to be interested in personal finance. Yeah, you have to you know at least know some level of background, at yeah. least a little bit. Mr. Beast is to everybody, so it makes sense why his views are so high. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that's hard a whole to take finance level. and make it like anybody can watch, unless it's like some major event that just happened and you can. But I'm having more and more faith, you know, that we're going to get to a place where you're getting a million views a video. Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, I already feel like it's been a game changer. But, you know, that's when we're talking about a real massive space. Because you look at what happened to gaming, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, there's, you know, obviously the, the few people that are at the top of gaming, they get millions of views. That's even like a niche market. You know, how many people, um, I, I play video games sometimes. I don't really watch video game, you know, videos. And there's only a certain segment of people that are really into gaming like that. Mm. So, you know, all these markets aren't like that massive, you know, uh, makeup and beauty. Yeah, there's a lot of people that wear makeup and, and are into beauty. But how many are really into it that they watch, you know, you know, they, this, this creator over here gets 5 million views a mm. video. So I feel like all these markets, for the most part, or a lot of these, are still kind of niche down at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people wear makeup and they don't care to watch a makeup video. They just mm -hmm. don't, you know. But yet, they're, they're pulling in millions of views. Well, then you watch them for the personality. It'd that be could the be, same, yeah. like, you day trading, let's just say, and yeah. just making comments like PewDiePie. Yeah. Like, imagine having, like, your little face up in the upper right, you're trading stocks back and forth, and you're making <laughs> comments yeah. like PewDiePie. Yeah. That might be the imagine next wave. Imagine that. That might be the next yeah. wave. Wait, wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look, at the, look at the arms. What's that? We're, oh. we're, we're, all, we're all like, no, I did not yeah. do this. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all the same. I don't know. This could be some conscious going on. Did you get arrested before the podcast, yeah, sir? <laughs> but yeah, oh my I think that would be entertaining for someone to do that. Just just live day trade and make comments all that. Yeah. Like tw Twitch stream that. Stream that on YouTube. That'd be super good. And I think YouTube would probably push that content a lot. I think they see the value in people like having good financial education. It, yes, but but I think for day trading and stuff like that, you're going to start. Oh yeah, yeah. On that. I think the SEC is going to 
Because yeah. there's, there's no because people are treating it like a, <laughs> it's a gambling game. <laughs> They're really treating it yeah. like a gambling game. Mm-hmm. And I, I think now it's so unregulated that like especially in some of these apps, you can go yeah. and like trade options with no mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. You just have to select like I'm an intermediate investor yep. who wants to. You know, it's just there's, there's no barrier to yep. entry as long as you're 18. You could legally gamble mm-hmm. on the stock market. Yep. No, so. it's it's. It's a little scary, I'll yeah. be honest, you know. Um, but at the same time, hey, if people are making money, they're making money. So mainly, would you consider yourself a YouTuber or a stock trader? Ah, oh, boy. I would probably still consider myself a YouTuber first, stock market investor second. Um, just because the majority of my time still is spent around YouTube and YouTube-related activities. But it's getting closer to 50-50 now. But over time, it's going to flip and I'm going to even go further and further as far as time goes. Because eventually you get so much money invested that it doesn't matter what type of view counts you're getting. It's just will become mm-hmm. insignificant, right? You know, where it's like even if you're making 100K from YouTube, let's just say, for instance, you got 50 million in the market, right? right. right? It's like, was your time better spent spending an extra hour thinking about the YouTube video title and thumbnail and the content there? Or was your uh, that hour would have been spent better researching companies? So for right now, I kind of still consider myself a little bit more like I, like if somebody say, what do you do? I would say, I'm a YouTuber. Um, and then I would say, I'm a stock market investor second. So, but I think, I think over time, eventually you get to a place where, you know, yeah, I think whatever you are, it's whatever you spend the most time on. Okay, I mean, I, that's how I feel, and so I would I spend the most time on YouTube, and and sometimes I do think I'm like, imagine if I was spending all this time just researching companies, and I bring that out to my private group, like the private stock group. Now I have this list of DMs I get every single night, and I have to get back to these people, like they pay to be part of the group and for me to answer questions and things like that, right? And every night it takes me at least an hour to two to get into that, uh, to get back to all those people in DMs, and all I think about sometimes is I'm like. What if this hour or two was spent looking into other companies rather than getting back to all these people? You're going you know? to try that and just shut down shut well, down the membership for a month? Yeah. Well, you can't really it. do that. You can't just like shut it down and then be like, right, oh, right. you know, these people paid, you know, for a year, you know, so I, I'm committed to it and I have to yeah. be committed to it. You know, I'm a man of my word, but I do, those thoughts still go through my head. I'm like, what if I... What if I was reading an, an annual report right now or listening to a conference call? And sometimes I do listen to a conference call while I'm responding to DMs and stuff. But it, it's everything's like uh, what, what's the, there's a, there's a perfect name for that in in the space like a time time versus money aspect or something yes. like that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, a YouTuber, I would still consider myself as it was first. Fu- it was funny. I asked Graham like what he what he says he does when people ask him. You know, mm-hmm. how does he make a living? And he says he he would never say YouTuber. He says wow. he he calls himself well, a real estate guy. I, I do real I'm in estate. I'm in real estate. Oh, okay. So so if someone were to come up to you and ask you like, oh, what, what do you do like at the casinos or something? You'd I, say I always say I'm a YouTuber. Yeah, like if my neighbors like when I really? move to a new neighborhood. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the the one part I don't like about that is then you have to explain because they're like you're like, oh, what? you can make money from that? Like yeah. how do you make how do you make money? And then you get into this whole thing. That's why I think oh, I regret yeah. about the ad revenue forty five fifty five. I'm not it. embarrassed of it at all. Like I'm proud of what we built on YouTube and what we're continuing to build. But at the end of the day, 
that's the only thing that annoys me is like now I got to get into the process. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, there's yeah. ads that are shown before the videos and after the videos are over and you make money off those ads. And it's only a very small amount. But when it's a lot of people watching, the amounts are bigger. You know, you have to get into that whole thing. And yeah. But you get in the same real estate. You say, hey, what do you do in real estate? I'm an agent. Oh, how's the market? Yeah. <laughs> so what it is. How's, how's the market? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, OK. Because my, my buddy's house over here. You know, this is like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> do you dabble in real estate at all? Do you have rental properties and stuff? Uh, not rental properties, but I'm up to three. Well, we got two houses we're building right now, plus a house we own. So I'm putting more and more money into real estate. So you're building houses. Yeah. For yeah. What? Uh, well, one's just a second home. One's going to be the main home, and then the current home we're living in. Once the other Vegas home is ready, which is still not going to be for like a year or so, I'm trying to figure out if I want to rent it. Uh, I could maybe get like four thousand dollars a month, I think, for it. Or I'm trying to figure out if I want to just turn it into like an office where I can have, you know, either employees oh, meet at, independent contractors, and just have a, like a meeting spot because I don't really have a formal office right now. I need some write-offs this year. All right. And part of me is thinking like it might be a good idea to go and invest in an actual office space. Oh, yeah. Um, but I want it nearby. I mean, that's the only thing is I don't yes. – I like not having a commute yeah, and just like way. walking into a room. Part of me is worried yeah. that, like, you know, people like that. They think we're filming in the dining room. Yeah. Like, at what point do you become too, like... Oh, commercialized? Commercialized. And something like that, you know, it might be too fancy. Maybe people like... Let me know down below in the comments. My opinion on that is if you're coming up with the content, you're coming up with the strategy for the content, the videos, and all sorts of things... I don't think it really matters that much where you're recording it, whether it's against a plain wall or it's a, it's a set or things like that. I think where some people get into trouble is when they have they outsource all their content, mm -hmm. the ideas for the content, the titles, the mm -hmm. thumbnails. You know, like a Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Yeah. Obviously, like a legend on social media in the business space, but he doesn't. He's not coming up with any of that. You know, he has a team doing that, and so it loses some of its authenticity. Yeah, and it just waters down the content over time, and it just doesn't get the type of views it could potentially if maybe he was doing that personally and actually coming up with that. So. I think you lose I think I think you might lose that. Not not I don't think it really has much to do with the backdrops or sets or anything like that. I think at the end of the day it's it's are you coming up with yeah. the videos? But it's also the overheads. It's the mental just toll of mm. like how much is this costing me every day? Where can I yeah. be using that instead? And just having no overhead. Just no expense. It's just it is you post a video, it's ninety nine yeah. percent profit. But then you can also say, Well, what if that property appreciates to four million over the next ten years? You know, that's true. <laughs> so then you can say, well, I could keep that money in cash. Yeah. There are worse things you could put your assets into. That's, that's, well, that's how yeah. I justified the, this property. Yeah. Was that, you know, long term it's going to appreciate. Mm -hmm. and I think it's a good store of cash. You put yeah. your cash in here, it's safe. Yep. You know? I mean, you could write that property off and, you know, I don't know, you know, let's say you get it for 1.8. Uh, and appreciates to let's say you say 2.5 over the next 10 years, you know, which would not be good appreciation for LA on historical standards. I think LA appreciates actually probably more than that. I, I'm guessing probably four to five percent. I'm gonna yeah. guess over okay. the next you know 20 years, yeah, my yeah. guess. And so, yeah, I mean, cash you know gets devalued every day, as we know. Yeah, yeah. uh, the printer goes Burr, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it might make a lot more financial sense, uh, especially when you start thinking about the write off side. Gosh. So. It's a big, it's a big, it's a nice decision. place too. Oh, it's now. amazing.
So did your channel blow up like instantly uh, at a specific period of time? Because I know it wasn't in the beginning, um, yeah. but or was it like a more gradual increase in views? No, for me, it's always been gradual. I've mm-hmm. never had a like, whoa, he blew up. Time. Like he made one change, like Graham went from two to three and then there was yeah. like. Yeah, like Graham, you know, he, he really had this time period, which I knew was going to happen. It's like 2018 all the way into 19, like really the back half of 18 Moving into 19, I was just watching him. And I'm like, he's about to go crazy. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it happened. Uh, I've never had that period. I've just been, you know, steady growth. You know, I've always, the, the most important I kind of thing I look at is what's average views I'm pulling in per video. Mm-hmm. And if you just look over time, it's just kind of been like a steady stream up. It's never like I went all of a sudden from like 5,000 views a video. And oh, I'm getting 100,000 now. Yeah. No, it's just been steady. It was like, you know, I remember when I started pulling in like 10K consistently. And then it was like 20K. Then it was kind of like 40K. Then it was like 60K. Now I'm kind of at a, a stage where I'm looking for like 100K a video. And so, yeah, I've never had a like, whoa, he blew up moment. It's just always been steady growth. And that's one of the things I've always kind of strived for because I've always wanted people that really like stick with me, mm-hmm. believe in my investment philosophies, respect my investment philosophies, and are willing to watch my channel grow and watch me grow and watch my investments grow and hopefully you know people that watch my channel make a lot of money that's yeah. as, as long as i'm as long yeah. as i'm as long as i'm helping people make money people don't forget about that they yeah. keep coming back to you and i think that's why i've just been con- able to consistently grow year after year after year is at the end of the day most of the people watching my channel i think are making money as long as they're sticking to my investment philosophies and focusing on things i look at and so therefore more and more people are like okay I yeah. watched him last year and I got this gain. I'm going to watch him this year and next year. Do you get year. people angry if they lose money? Not really. Like, like what happened w- w- in March? March and April when just the market's tanked. You, did you ever get anybody being like, listen, man, I listened to your investment. I invested my 50000 It's all the money I have. It's down to yeah. thirty. You know, twenty. What's up, man? Like, Not really because yeah, yeah. I, I, something I always try to explain to people is the volatility of the market. Like you have to be ready for this. You, like this is not just a one-way game. You know, and I think that's where, you know, I could probably get a lot more sales from my private group if I was to like just talk about the ups. But it's something I love to talk about is the downs, like mistakes I've made in the market. Like you have to be ready to like go down on money. If the market gets really bad for a month or a few months or a year, you just have to be ready for that. Um, so I never really get that type of negativity, I think, because I explain it well. I explain, you know, the risks in stocks. Uh, you know, I, I, I always put it as worst case scenario. I'm like, worst case scenario, you put money in the stock, it goes to zero. Like mm-hmm. I even bring that out in videos sometimes and just kind of putting in people's mind like, dude, you could lose everything, you know, yeah. and it's like that for any investment. And I think because I bring it around that way, it, it's another reason why the community is just at a, a higher like intelligence level than maybe some of these other you know channels that are out there because my people understand like the risk and the reward and uh, that's something I really try to bring out and that's why I never really am scared to talk about my failures because by talking about my failures it like makes people realize oh there's risk in here mm-hmm. so do you think you have to be intelligent to be a stock trader or investor investor i think you have to have a certain level of intelligence in terms of really emotional intelligence mm-hmm. i don't think it's necessarily like you know how to do calculus level blah 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 i think it's more just like having that emotional control to you know Graham, we, we were talking about a little earlier you know i think in this podcast where it's just like 
knowing not to get too emotional and view things objectively. Yeah. If you would objectively not try to get in and out because you feel an emotion today about something, uh, and really just, just going off the the fundamentals, the emotions in, in being able to stay disciplined is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's the most important thing when it comes to investing. You know, I could teach somebody all the strategies in the world, and, you know, do this, look for this in a stock. If they're not disciplined, they're going to go off the rails and they're going to do some crazy stuff, which, you know, some people get into. And some people make short-term money off that, you know, the, the Wall Street bets community sometimes. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it ends bad. So, yeah. Do you ever buy stocks and then sell like the next day? Yeah, in terms of short-term, very rarely. Because I look into these companies fully, understand the fundamentals. And usually if I'm buying, I'm buying for multi-years out. I will sometimes sell earlier, like... Usually I'm looking three to five years out in a company. Mm. I could potentially sell before three to five years, but it's because usually like the fundamentals changed with the business model. So it's not the same company I bought into, like, you know, just different decisions were made and it's like, whoa, this is not the same. Mm. Or if it went up too fast and There's it made too much money. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that happens with stocks. You know, they just go up way more than you ever expected, way too fast. The valuation maybe doesn't make sense and it's like, just take a profit. So, you know, that's kind of the way I view it. What were your biggest wins and biggest losses in the market? Biggest wins and biggest losses. Oh, boy. So my biggest win currently is Tesla. That's my biggest win currently. Like Some of my... Not yeah. ever. No. Uh, if I sold it today, yeah. Because it's it's well over a six-figure profit. And I don't think I've ever made six-figure profit from stock ever. Mm -hmm. I don't recall. I've made five figures many times in many stocks. Like Cabela's was a great investment of mine back in the, t the day. Uh, Trinity Industries... Uh, Cirrus Logic's been a good investment of mine multiple times throughout the market. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. There's, there's been, you know, a lot of a lot of successes. The worst one was GoPro. That was my worst stock ever. You know, and that was well documented on the channel. That was a fun one to go through. Um, you know, that one's just like everything didn't work out. Like they they failed at everything. And then my worst one currently, which is actually I think my one of my only red stocks, is CCL. Mm -hmm. And that one's massively negative right now. I think we're down like... What price are you buying at? 40s. Like 41. Ooh. Yeah, we're down like 50%, if yeah. not a little over 50% on that one. That one's just gone so bad. But but have you thought about doubling down now and just being like, let's invest more while I, it's down? I thought about it. And I thought about it even lower. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just don't want to risk more money in that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of like... More confident yeah. in other stocks. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I look at some of these other stocks. I'm like, there's more upside in this stock, that stock. Why do I want to buy more CCL? So... But I try not to judge myself too hard on CCL. I judge myself a lot more hard on, on what happened with GoPro, and that was more like a 2016-17 investment rather than CCL because CCL got caught into a once-in-a-hundred-year, like, Rony Rona situation. And that just, like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, the cruise industry's always, like, a very profitable industry. Even if there's a normal recession, like, yeah, business is down, but it's not down, like, you're where you're shut down. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's, that, so that's my for worst you, one Then wouldn't this be a really good time to just throw some money in them? Well, the problem is we don't know how this is going to recover because we've never been through it. So I, there's a lot of people very confident that we're going to, you know, get back really strong, really fast. I don't know. And I don't know if we're going to have a second wave. And what happens if we do have a second wave and the economy actually has to shut down again? You if know? the economy shuts down again, I mean, it's the drop is going to be worse than I think the first yeah. time. But I just can't imagine. I think at that level, mm -hmm. they would just say, well, we don't have a choice. Like, we're going to yeah. have to get through this. Yeah. And now we've, we're a little bit more prepared. We have more information at our yeah. disposal. We'll, you know, handle it. I just can't imagine them shutting it down again. Let's hope not. I really can't imagine. Yeah. Let, let's hope not. But the other thing is a consumer psyche. 
you know, if, if, you know, it takes off again, you have a certain segment of customers who are already not engaging with businesses right now because they're scared for health reasons. They don't want to go out. Right. And that's, that's, you've got this segment over here. You have the segment that's in the middle that they're like, Oh, I'll go out, but I won't do as much. You have the segment of customers who don't care. If we have the Rona take off again, really bad, then that segment's still going to definitely not come out. This segment that's in the middle, probably going to move more right to not come out as well, which will you know, make for a much longer recession. And then this segment's probably going to move to the middle. And that's where I get scared, not just in terms of, oh, is the government going to shut us down again? But what's the consumer psyche around going out, going to my city, Vegas, going to the beaches, going to the restaurants, if we have it take back off big time again and the numbers balloon and the hospitals get filled? That, you know, that remains to be seen. And so I think it's... um. You know, I think it's something you have to think through right now. And I think it's why you still have to keep some cash around, even though, you know, assets are continuing to increase right now. I think real estate prices were up the last couple of months, mm-hmm. which is like, who, what, how Low in this demand. environment? That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and you look at the stock market last two, like up huge. And it's like, Low supply. Yeah. you know, like that's crazy. But, um, but at the end of the day, I think with that risk, you have to keep, you should always keep a level of cash, but I think you still have to right now because there's that risk, man. If this takes back off in the fall, I mean, if the numbers are still growing right now. And then what happens if they really start, you know, growing exponentially? I don't know. You know, uh, we could be optimistic though. Let's hope yeah, for the best. I'm optimistic. Yeah. And Graham, y- y- your biggest win was on Tesla too, right? Overall, yeah, Tesla. Hmm. Yeah, two sixty. So was my average. Two fifty eight. Two sixty. Was your average buy? Average price? Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I think we should discuss this. Graham's been investing more and more stocks lately. I've been investing more and more in real estate. I, uh, the whole world is screwed up right now. Like, what is going on? But I like talk to us for a moment about you and investing. Like, what's inspired you to put more and more money into stocks? I think it's just, well, first of all, I, I, I've known for a long time I need to be more diversified. Because okay. everything went into real estate and I started thinking, like, at this point I could take less risk mm-hmm. and just, I need to diversify and do okay. some safer, inv- safer investments. <laughs> uh, then when everything dropped so dramatically, I'm like, okay. well, I have all this cash that I've been sitting waiting for to mm-hmm. buy like a good real estate deal that's yeah. just sitting there. I may as well start buying in. Okay. So I made the mistake of, like, I didn't want to put all my money in at once. Yeah. So I started buying in bit by bit. But as I started buying in, prices kept going up. Mm-hmm. And so I kept buying in, kept buying in, kept buying in. And prices kept, you know, continuing to go up. Yeah. Uh, but in that, I made some good investments. And I made some that, you know, I bought a little bit too high. Denny's was one of them. Okay. That just bought too high. Uh, a lot of the rest. You know, Cheesecake Factory, I got in pretty low. A Cheesecake oh, Factory. Yeah. So that was, I think. Ticker symbol like, cake, right? Yeah, cake. I think I'm up like 25, 30% on cheese on, on cake. Wow. Um, so there's some That's of them amazing. I'm up a lot. Boeing was another one. Uh, 128 is when I started wow. Boeing. And I think nice I, I spent done. 30 grand or 30 or 40 grand uh, Boeing at 128. Yeah, Boeing then, Boeing's one of the few stocks I feel like, um, you know, they kind of got caught up too much in the whole storm because Boeing had issues before. Like, oh, yeah. They yeah. already had issues, the Max, 737 yeah. Max. But then on top of that, you had this. And airplane orders are going to get pushed out for probably the next few years. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's two companies in the world, yeah. in the world that really dominate the whole, you know, industry. It's them and it's them and Airbus. Yeah. And then also they're military, so the government would never allow oh, yeah. them to mm-hmm. go under. No. So when I looked at that one, I was like, this is dumb that I don't buy Boeing stock. Especially when I saw it under 100 because I'm like – they're not going under. They're not going under. Okay. You know, but yeah, that was a great pickup by you. But yeah, so then when it dropped, 
below the 170 mark. I think I bought more around like 175. Okay. Um, so that's been that's been a good one for me. But I just see like right now I'm looking at how much is my time worth and where can I get the best return for my time. Okay. And I feel like my time is not best spent right now going and trying to find a real estate deal here mm-hmm. uh, where I can make, you know, it's going to take me a few months to find a good deal, yeah. close on it, renovate it. My time is better spent just earning less money on my investments, but doing something safer. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's more potential now in hard hit stocks and just index fund investing for my time. Yeah. Spent real estate investing right now. Yeah. Right now. Yep. No, that makes that makes so 100% that, sense. So that's why. But a lot yep. of these companies too, honestly, I just like Cheesecake Factory is a perfect example mm-hmm. where the stock price went down like 80% or something crazy like that. Yeah. And I would go to the Cheesecake Factory mm-hmm. and every single time I'd go there, there's a line out the door. Oh, I'm thinking, wow, like, yeah. If, if I'm, I can't be the only one going and just like ordering from the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I'm being really excited for them to yeah. open There's a line and I'm like, this is going to come back big. So I, that's why that was Cheesecake Factory. Uh, American Express was another company yeah. I, I did really well. Yeah, yeah. that's I think good. up another. I think twenty five or thirty percent American Express. Yeah, yeah that's not really but, a dangerous stock. That at was all. something I'm it's like, American listen, Express. American Express. Yeah. Those customers are not going to be as affected. <laughs> no. by this, American Express is is continuing to grow. I yeah. like their credit cards a lot. Great, J P Morgan. Oh yeah, it was another yeah. company. Um, the I banks think, are almost government backed yeah. at this point in time. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America. So a lot of these banks, mm-hmm. it was like I like J.P. Morgan. I think they got a good bank. They got a good credit card. Yep. Got to throw money in them. So a lot of these companies, I did just buy because I felt like I used them myself. I like them. Um, I wish Wells Fargo would. I lost money in Wells Fargo, so I, uh, I put money in Wells Fargo, thinking like how much yeah. worse going to get there. Mm-hmm. I think a horribly run company, but they're yeah. trying to change their image. They're trying to turn things around. I'm like, it can't get much worse from here, right? Well, <laughs> it, it went down. Wells Fargo is my biggest loss is to it? date. Wells I think Fargo, okay. either that or GE. Yeah. I like they're pretty neck and neck. Okay, but no, yeah. I got a really important question to ask. So when, when Graham Stephan goes to Cheesecake Factory, do you buy a piece of cheesecake? Because you know the margins they're making on that are insane. We got a we got a coupon. There was a Black Friday deal where if okay. you buy like a twenty five dollar gift card, you get two free cheesecakes. Oh, so well I did played. that because I'm like, then it's like for twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cheesecakes are eight dollars each, so it's really like yeah. you're, it's worth it. So okay. I did that. The, the, yeah, that's that's got to be the main place they make money, man. That that slice of cheesecake can't cost more eight dollars. Yeah, it's eight dollars. Yeah, for a slice of cheesecake, it's really good cheesecake though. But honestly, oh, yes. I like Cheesecake Factory because their portions are so big. For, that's for true. like fifteen dollars, yeah. this burger that's just like enormous with a side <laughs> of like you know a salad and fries. Yeah. So you split that in half. It's really seven fifty hmm. a meal. But look at Cheesecake Factory, man. It's trading at twenty four dollars a yeah. share. Was fifty and look at just it was yeah, very crazy. steady. Yep, in the forties, almost six percent dividend, mm-hmm. and now it's trading at half. But I look at this just as someone who's not that into stocks, and I see like, yeah. okay, it, it was a fifty dollars stock, mm-hmm. and I think it's yeah. gonna people are gonna go back to the cheesecake yeah. factory. But even if they don't, even if fewer people go, you know, seventy percent of the people end up going back. If it's a twenty four, it should be a thirty five dollars yeah. stock, right? So how how good is that logic? Yeah. I'm like, it's trading at twenty five. Why can't I just go and it should be worth 35 based on the previous yeah. years of this? As long as business returns, that's the biggest key. But at the end of the end, that's another thing. Like you can make money in the stock market without being on the level that I am or I try to you know train people to get to that level. The reason I really do what I do and I research these companies, I listen to conference calls, I put in all the time is to way outperform the stock market. You know, the public account, it was like Fidelity has had like what, a 74% gain? Mm-hmm. That's why I do it. You know, not just from the perspective of like, um, you know, 
but you can still make money in the stock. Like you, you're making money. Like you're doing very well for yourself, right? You could buy an index fund. You can still like, don't matter which way you slice it. You have to participate in the stock market. I feel like, I feel like if you're not, you're just losing money. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and you don't have to do day trading. You don't have to do any of that crazy stuff. You know, it doesn't work for 90 plus percent of people, right? Uh, you don't have to go there. Uh, but if you're not participating in some way in the stock market, it's, it's usually just a big mistake. It yeah, really is. It really is. Um, I felt like such a genius, though, in, in March because I had oh, yeah. all <laughs> this cash yeah. just waiting for real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't and find a deal. Fall. And then it dropped. And I was just like, oh, I did it. I yeah. did it. I yeah. timed the market. Yeah. This is where, but I did. But I didn't invest all my money. Like I yeah. should have looked back at that and, and just. Alan. Yeah. Well. But, yeah. yeah I started, but I started buying in there. But still, I feel like I've. Part of me and, and just like I feel like I missed some of that run up. Yeah. I look back, it's like oh, I could have saved so much money by just buying it. But but you never know. Even yeah. now, in hindsight, things might be a launch. When did you first meet Graham, and what was your impression of him? So first met Graham, and I think it was 2017. And I can't remember if he he, he reached out on maybe I Snapchat, right? No, or I no? Think it, no, I think it was either email. Oh, it, it could have been email. email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been email. Uh, and at that time, I was kind of like, I, I was different back then. I was kind of like in this zone where I'm like, I don't really want to talk to anybody. I That's another that, creator. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like mix with anybody. And I'm complete opposite now. Like I reach out to like YouTubers that are on the come up and try to like help them and guide them and things like that. But back then I was very like, uh, I'm in my own lane. I'm doing my own thing. Don't bother me. I don't care who you are. But, you know, Graham was one of the people that I was like, I was open to. And, you know, he had a, I don't know what his channel size was back then, but it, it was, you know, a, a smaller channel. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember, uh, I think the first time we met, you came over to my house. Yep. And uh, whatever house I was living in at that time, I think it was in Vegas, you know, somewhere. But, um, yeah, and it was it was just awesome. You know, we met, we talked. I remember that. You, I think my parents were in town. Yeah. Yes, in your backyard. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember, you know, this is a funny story about Graham. It was our first time meeting and, you know, we're talking and stuff. And then like 20 minutes in, he's like, hey, I got to listen. You mind if I do this? On, I got to order this specific like laptop. There's a really good deal oh, on B&H Photo. Yeah. Yeah. Something Black like Friday, that. Yeah, yeah. Right around then. He's like, do you mind if I, I do this real quick? It's just a really good deal. And I was like, go for it. You know, typical Graham stuff in fashion. He's going to save some money. <laughs> Even his first time meeting somebody. But no, it was good. We, we talked a bit. Uh, and, and then we kind of built our relationship from there. Later on down the road, uh, we did a conference together. I remember mm-hmm. it was in 2018. Um, which, which a funny story about that is, you know, our channels were at very different places back then. Our personal brands were at very different mm-hmm. places. I remember, how, you remember how hard it was to sell tickets to that conference? Oh, yeah. It was incredible. I, I mean, I think it I was, didn't like the name of it. Yeah, no, there was, there was so, it was, it was what was called, like it, the building. We had, yeah, we had no clue. Like, we had no clue what we were doing. Our personal brands were just, we were still on like the come up. Yeah. We could pack that place for like a thousand nights nowadays. But like back then, it's just like, it was ridiculous. But, uh, no, and that was fun, and we just you know built our relationship from there. And he's one of the few like friends I actually have on YouTube where like it's like not just about like YouTube. I'm not just like trying to use him as like a you know a person. I'm like you know it's actually a friendship there. And mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of people in the space. There's very few I have that are you know I can really call friends because my biggest thing is like I don't like to have a lot of people that I'm not one of those type of people that likes to have a lot of people in my life. Um, because my time's limited. And so I always look at it as if, if, if I want to conversate with you or talk with you on some order of regular basis, like you have to be important, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, we do think about money, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you're spending all this time with all these different people, 
at the end of the day, you're not really thinking about, you know, yeah. what's the next investment opportunity. you want to be friends with someone who lifts you up. Yes. Bounce ideas off. Yeah. Like, like, I like that we could we could talk and then I feel like I, I leave that conversation and be like, oh, I get so many new ideas yeah. and things to think about. And like, it's that true. was good. And yeah. I don't like, you know, just hanging out with people where all of a sudden you feel like you're just, it's just you leave it and you're like, oh. Yes. You know? Drain. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. it's, a, it's, a, it's a different perspective. And honestly, there's not a lot of people that really think like us. So to find somebody else that is like on the same, same wavelength is mm-hmm. like amazing because we're, you know, and, and I, I remember my wife was talking about, it. she's like, sometimes I feel like I can't really, you know, uh, interrupt you and Graham when you're talking. Cause you guys are just on this whole other like level of talking about <laughs> algorithm and oh, thumbnail no. details. And like, you know, we get into so, yeah. so in depth on some of these subjects, but it's nice to have some, you know, somebody uh, in the space that's really, thinking about the kind of stuff i'm thinking about and like we yeah, can you know because it, it's really not like once you get into this it's like you find a lot of wackos yes no 100 yeah yep. not to call anybody but be, people are all just like how can i make money like right yep. now how can i make money and that's and that's that's it yeah so and, and no I, longevity to exactly. it it's like what's today what's today what's today yeah. oh, okay sale, 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 sale. like that's all it is and, and that's another so, thing okay. I've, I've been wanting to build relationships with people that are going to be here for like the long term. That's kind of the way I view it. And I'm like, I, I don't want to build relationships with people that are just, you know, like here today and gone tomorrow mm-hmm. type thing. There's a thing. lot of them. Who just Most pop of them on social really media. Yeah. And then they're big for a year and then yep. they just, they cash out. Yep. They find a way to cash out. Yep. And they're done. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I plan on being here for the long term. So I'm like, if I want to build relationships in the space, whoever I want to build relationships with, it has to be people that like, I like one, but two also, I think are going to be here for the long term. I think it's really important. Like, you know, there's a lot of quick money people on social media. They just want to make quick money and get out. And, uh, you know, that's if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But I'm just like, why not build a long-term personal brand that people appreciate and love for, you know, Because it takes decades. work. It, yeah, it takes a lot of work. It yeah. takes a lot of care. It takes a lot of attention. And, uh, and on social media, the thing is you can scale. Some people can scale really fast if they, you know, figure out something. Mm-hmm. And then they make some money and then they dip mm-hmm. because they're like... They get content too, you know. A lot of yeah. people, you know, they they make a million dollars. Or they start getting like, a reputation, which seems yeah. a, a lot more common. Yeah. They they make money until something happens. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm out. Yep, yep, a hundred percent. Yeah, and, or they were using shady techniques from the beginning. Yep. that we knew it was coming, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. it happens. Oh, and we we've talked about many people in the space a thousand times, and we always can call it out. We're like, this person's going oh, down yeah. next. This person's going down. Oh next. yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's just what happens, man. But. uh you know, the, there's a, there's a few key players in the financial space that are going to be here for the long term, mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of people on the come up, and we're going to see who can who can take it to that level and get to you know bigger numbers. So, but yeah, no, uh, you know, Graham's awesome, man. That's all I got to say. You know, got the one of my favorite people. Oh, yeah, thanks. one of my favorite people. Thanks. <laughs> um, are you? Do you admire Graham's frugality? Do you think he goes too far with it? And are you frugal in any way? Yeah, I think Graham goes too far with it. I've shared this with him before. I think Graham is way too conservative with his money. So my kind of view is on money. Money comes, money goes. But as long as you got like this, this mind. I have a I have a non-scarcity mindset nowadays. And I don't mean to go to a place where you're spending every dollar that comes in or even close to that. Because I don't even get remotely close to that level. Mm-hmm. But I will say for, you know, Graham is 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 too much, man. It's too much for the type money, of money, money he has comes, and makes. It just doesn't go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only difference. It never goes. <laughs> it doesn't go. It never goes anywhere. Oh, my gosh. But I'm like, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I, I've learned to respect it. Because it's, it's who Graham is. He wouldn't you know be I mean? where he is now without that mindset. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. that's true. I, I played that to my favorite. It's, it's funny. I actually make money from saving money. 
Yeah, exactly. It's my brand. Yeah. It's just yeah. because I've saved so yeah. much, it makes me more money makes, to talk about saving. Mm-hmm. I always thought yeah. about myself as a frugal person. And my wife, you know, she, she always thought of me as a really frugal person until, you know, we started hanging out with Graham. And she's like, oh, he's the next level. He's the next level of frugal. <laughs> I've been getting better, though. I've been getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think, I think think sometimes you just got to get out of that scarcity mindset. I, you know, I, I don't, like I said, I don't even spend remotely close to what I make in a month. Not even It's not even mm-hmm. like close. I invest most of my money or it goes to cash, one of those two areas. But I'm, I'm willing to spend on if I want to spend money. It has to mean something to me, though. You know, I don't just spend money to spend money. Um, you know, there's certain things like I don't honestly care that much about clothing. I probably bought these shorts I'm wearing for, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. I, I got this shirt at the wind for, I don't know, 40 bucks. That's not like I wear designer suits or this watch I'm wearing probably cost me three or four hundred dollars. I don't wear a ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar watch because a ten thousand to twenty thousand dollar watch for me mm-hmm. means nothing. And, and respect. Yeah, I you don't know. get the watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you love watches. Watch. For yeah. me, I'm just like, I literally don't care. I just want it to look cool. I don't care if it's a Rolex or, or this brand. So I am about like spending money. I bought Teslas. Very expensive, right? A performance. Model What's your date? What's the car you took here? I brought the Model X, but that's because I came with the family, although they went back with my brother-in-law. But, uh, you know, that's a very expensive. The Model X is like 100K. The Model 3 was like 60K. That's a lot. That's like 160K in two cars. But... Those mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy those, right, right. especially the Model Three. You know, taking yeah. you and a gram, it's like, you know, right, it's it's fun, man. Uh, so as long as it means something to me, I'll spend the money. And as long as it's not going overboard, that's my biggest thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, Graham, he, he's 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 extra, man. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's not just <laughs> no. It's not. It's, it's not better though. <laughs> uh, just a couple more questions. Okay. So, okay. Did you go to college? I did go to college, yeah, for like two and a half years, went to like community college. Then you dropped out? Yep, then I dropped out. I started working at Quick Trip, and also college was so dang expensive. I had to pay my own way in community college, and that was fairly cheap. I was able to pay with that without going to debt. Yeah. But yeah, I would have had to pay my way through university, and I was just looking at it, and I was like, I started a Quick Trip, and I was going to make like 40, 50K a year and just stash most of that money. So I was like, you know, forget this. I don't want to take out a bunch of debt, go to university and kind of mm-hmm. go that route. So I started doing the quick trip thing. And then I started investing simultaneously most of that money that was coming in. And that's how I built my first nest egg. That's how I started my business. That's how I started my YouTube channel. And it was uh, immediately worth it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got that job where I was already making decent money, which I was like 20, 21 and 40, 50 K in Arizona goes a long way. Right. Especially during, you know, that was right coming out of the great recession. So jobs are still hard to come by. So getting that, funneling that money uh, into stocks and just getting the gains and just like keeping that money going, uh, it was a game changer. I, I I don't like look back and like, oh, I regret that. Like that was a great decision. Hmm. Uh, and because I wouldn't have been able to build up that nest egg, I feel, if I went to college. It would have put me further behind the eight ball because I would have taken out debt, had to pay debt down rather than invest that money. It would have slowed the process. I probably wouldn't have been able to work at Quick Trip and go to university at the same time. So yeah, looking back, it was the best. It was one of the best decisions I ever made financially for me was to actually drop out. Would you rather fight <laughs> one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? What? A yeah. hundred duck-sized horses? Duck-sized horses or one horse-sized horse- duck? One horse-sized duck. So you got a big duck, or you have a hundred small horses. horses. 
I think I'd rather do the one big one because I could focus on just that one big <laughs> wow. one. The first person to say first that. Yeah, say the, that. I'd rather just focus on the one big one. And also, I would feel I'd feel bad about myself beating up a little bunch of small little cute horses. These are these are feral horses, though. Uh, still, I, I, let's just go against the big one. Wow. First person <laughs> to say that. First person. Let's go against the yeah. big one, and I'll focus on that one. It might eat me alive, but we'll go for that one. Okay. Yeah. The next one though is. Uh, what what is it? Is cereal a soup? Oh yeah, is cereal a soup? Cereal a soup? Oh shoot, that's deep. Why is such a deep question? Uh, is cereal a soup? I'm gonna say no. No. Is hot? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. I, I would say a hot dog's a I sandwich. Said, I said it's not a sandwich. I mean, a hot dog's a hot dog, but if we're gonna cons- if we're gonna put it in a group, I feel like it's a sandwich because it's got two pieces of bread on each side. And it's a meat in the middle. Uh huh. I could consider it a sandwich. I said it wasn't a sandwich because the two pieces of bread um, are connected. Are connected. Ooh, but you can disconnect it. Though. I know. But that's they come, true. But they that's come, they come connected. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And the final one is: uh, What was the first person that was milking a cow trying to do, or what? Why did they do that? <laughs> milking a cow. They were bored. I'll be honest. So you, you know, think they were the just day, like, well, "What's this thing?" I'm just yeah. start squeezing. Yeah. Back in the day, it was boring. Let's be honest. Like, there was no TV. There was no internet. People are bored. What the heck are you going to do? You're just sitting there looking at the clouds all day? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's I mean, if you do see an udder, it's hard not to think, like, yeah, I kind of want to touch yeah. that. You <laughs> think that. I uh, guess. Yeah, I don't think I would want to mess around down there. I'd be afraid I'd get kicked. But, hey, I think it was boredom. I think boredom. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, I think all right. we're good. You get your finger or your hand so and you go like that. that. So with that okay. said, you guys. With that said, you guys. All right, ready? One, two, three. So with, with that, that said, you guys. guys. Thank you so much for watching. And I really, I really <laughs> Oh, do you have your two free stocks on Weeble? I don't have that, okay? No. Yeah, so use the referral link. Yeah, get yeah. two free stocks. I'll, I'll two free stocks. I'll say it. You could use the referral link down below. Get your two free stocks. We've been talking about the stock market this entire time. Get your two free stocks on Weeble. Make sure to destroy the like button, subscribe button, and notification bell. We'll link to, to your channel uh, down below. Jack's information down below. Just go down below. Smash the thumbs. <laughs> Obliterate that button. <laughs> Obliterate it! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So thank you so much for watching and uh, until, next until next time. Until next time. Alright, one of the I thought that the entire episode, all three of us were like this. The oh, entire really? episode, our arms were just like this. I could not stop. I watching. was trying not to go with both elbows because I was like that would look really bad. So I oh, would it's be so like, hard to find a like comfort. Yeah, yeah, I was like moving my arms the entire time. There we go, man. That was no, that, that was, was a awesome. great episode. Thank oh. you so much for No, that. thanks for, for having me. That was fun. Yeah. So Graham cool. and I literally haven't done a video since 2018, 2018. so, you know, it's, it's fun to do something. Out.